Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. They had mentioned once that uh, it's central banks that have about 4% to 10% of assets in gold. Um, China's bank, Central Bank, may already hold at least 3,000 tons. Here in the very near. Um, U.S. Senate today, they confirm Loretta Lynch is the Attorney General. U.S. Senate voted uh, today to approve her as the Obama's next Attorney General, and there's been this deadlock for, for about five months to replace Holder. Um, black woman, she's 65, she was approved by 53, and if you remember her, if you remember, she was all for Obama's uh, executive order back in November that was meant to shield millions of undocumented immigrants from the threat of deportation. So again, um, placing Holder, not not going to make any difference, but my question, the big thing is, what the heck is wrong with Mitch McConnell? He was, makes you wonder what he gets for voting for her. He was one of the loudest voices against her. Had uh, Republican Senator Jeff Sessions before the vote. Not have to confirm someone to the highest law enforcement position in in America if that someone violating law. So why did they? Why did they vote her in? So I think not a horse of a different color, and I don't mean that in any negative way. It's going to be pretty much the uh, hoping to improve relations between law enforcement and my. I wouldn't shame. And let's see what else is going on in the news today. We talked about China's gold holdings, and I only have about a minute left uh, before Alfred will be joining you with uh, James Corbett of the Corbett Report. They always have a a great conversation going uh, for Thursdays. Um, I guess we'll just talk about the specials. We still continue to have the $650 special. That is the 90% silver, $20 face value, along with the one-quarter ounce American Gold Eagle. It includes the shipping costs, and it includes the book, All the President's Bankers. We've got quite a few of those, uh, the hidden alliances that drive American power. If you don't want to read it, then give it to people who don't understand what's going on. The best way to educate people, if they read, is to give them a book. And let them help them figure it, you know, it'll help them uh, figure out what's going on. We also have the 2015 special, the Men's State 64 $20 gold piece, 21 ounce silver eagle, so it's 20 ounces of silver. They're the American issue. 2015 is the date. 
uh, for the Silver Eagles, and of course one-tenth of an ounce, American Gold Eagle, much better than having some sort of a gram that no one really knows how to figure out or accept. Highly uh, announced American Gold Eagle is highly recognizable and acceptable. And uh, so give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. We're going to be going to a break. We'll be joining. I'll be joining you back tomorrow. Alfred and James will be here in just a few short minutes.
best transponder 23 frequency 12115 audio PID 2595. AVR2 on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. The blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Best with the security of gold and silver. Seven five forty one eighty eight. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit discountgoldandsilvertrading.net. Seven five forty one eighty eight. That's one eight hundred three seven five four one eight eight. Best in gold and silver trading. Call toll free one eight hundred three seven five forty one eighty eight. That's one eight hundred three seven five. 4188, call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is... ...soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to... Organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
good. Hi, good afternoon. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. And it is April 23rd, 2015. It's Thursday. It's about 2.08 and a half out here on the Pacific time. This is last week I'll be mentioning this because it's been a few weeks. So if you're looking for Freedom Call, it is found at, now on Thursdays, 10 a.m. Rest of the week, 11 a.m. All right, so that's where Freedom Call is if you're tuning in to Pacific, but it Pacific. All right, so you can participate in this show, seeing as how it is live. You can go and call 855-566-3738. That is toll-free. You can also go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. We have a chat room. You'll see the chat link. Click it. It's really easy to get. Uh, you can ask questions. You can make comments. Back to you while I'm talking because the whole typing talking thing, it just doesn't fly. Multitask in other ways, but uh, the talking and the typing. Not for me anyway, I don't know, uh, but I can read and I can talk at the same time, so uh, if you type it in there, I can read it, and then if it's got something to do that should be on the air, it'll go on the air. Anyway, uh, you can also have Yahoo Instant Messenger, AVRN Talk is the we're looking for. All right. Okay, <laughs> let's get to some things. You know, you read the news and you just, uh, well, Loretta Lynch has been, as you know. But, you know, hey. And the reason why this worse than Eric Holder pick not confirmed is because Republicans, that's right, folks, you know, the Republicans that you put in the Senate, public and all that good stuff, <laughs> blah, 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 voted with the Democrats, which makes them Democrats. Loretta Lynch of America. So, here they are, because I'm a big fan of identifying your enemy, so I'm going to give you the ten names. Do, down, save them, ignore it, do whatever you like with it, but here they are. Here are the enemies of America. Here are the phony Republicans, they are not Republicans, they are Democrats, and keep in mind that four of them will be coming up for the election in 
election cycle. Their names are Kelly Iowat, A-Y-O-T-T-E, Kelly A-Y-O-T-T, Oyot, I guess. He or she, because Kelly, who knows, is from New Hampshire. Then there's that scumbag, long-term dirtbag, and I have no idea why you people in Utah keep electing him. Maybe you don't. Maybe the fix is in. Orrin Hatch. And here's a big surprise. Mr. Light in the Loafers. I believe he's a homosexual. Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. Again, I really don't get South Carolina. I thought you southern folks were supposed to be Christians and uh, real men. And you've got like a homo representing you in the Senate. Lindsey Graham. Then here's another one that, uh, folks, listen, you got to already know this. Okay, this woman is always voting Democrat. This is not a Republican. This is a complete fake. I don't know why you folks in Maine, because I do know most of Maine, maybe not Portland, Maine, but most of Maine is conservative. This is why they have a Republican senator, but you can elect a Republican. This woman has never voted Republican. Collins. She's not a Republican. She never has been. This is a complete nation of the Democratic Party to infiltrate the Republican Party. And she has been right from the beginning. And the other one in Maine, too. Snow, same difference. But then again, here we have Another one who's got the perfect name for his disposition, Jeff Flake from Arizona. Yeah, you people in Arizona, I really do not, I don't understand Arizona at all. I mean, here's a state that says, hey, all right, that's it. No more concealed carry permits. You can, you know, carry around a concealed weapon if you feel like it. You don't have to get a permit. Okay, there's a state that's doing that, yet electing Jeff Flake and John McCain? Are you insane? Now you've got a reason to get rid of both of them. Then there's Mark Kirk from Illinois. I don't know anything about him, other than he's not a Republican. Rob Portman from Ohio, who is another not Republican. Again, now here comes another. You know, I don't get this. Thad Cochran, Mississippi. Really, come on. Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, and yes, that's right. The leader of the Republicans in the Senate, Mitch the Turncoat McConnell. That's right, the same Mitch McConnell who actively campaigned against Rand Paul because he's not Democrat enough. Okay, now listen. 
The one from New Hampshire, Kelly A-Y-O-T-T-E, coming up for re-election in 2016. Mark Kirk from Illinois is coming up for re-election in 2016. Uh, Rob Portman from Ohio is coming up for election in 2016. And Ron Johnson. So, in 2016, folks in those states, remember this, remember this, remember as Lynch puts the noose around your neck, and she will remember your senators that voted for her. Now, you might say, well, the elections don't matter, it's all rigged, but I know out there still vote. So if you do, remember. What do you think is going to happen now? Lynch. And, and actually, that's what we should start calling the Justice Department now. The lynch mob. That's what the Justice Department is going to become, is the lynch mob. Good one. I like that. That'll probably uh, catch on. And uh... Oh, look what I say. Oh, yeah. It's already said that she agrees with the the president can be dictator and just sign on the dotted line and uh, state laws that Congress has passed ordering you not to obey the law because that's within my prerogative but it's not but he that says so is a liar including Loretta Lynch because he took an oath faithfully execute the laws of the United States and to write an executive order to say, uh, I'm ordering you to ignore the laws of the United States, the violation of his oath. It's perjury of oath, and it's probably treason. Well, the White House and Soros-backed Open Borders Group to strategize about bribing immigrants to naturalize before... 2016. See, their whole plan, they know they're going down. They know the American people are against this, folks. They know where you stand on it. They don't give a damn. They are going to try to get so many illegals in this country before they completely lose power that it will be impossible to turn it back, they think. But I'm telling you, it is not impossible to turn this around. And no, it does not amount to kicking in doors and dragging Mexicans out of houses and down the street to the border, okay? Hillary Clinton was right to say nobody wants to see that because nobody does want to see that. Now, if we're talking Wall Street, yeah, I do want to see them kicking in the doors of Wall Street and grabbing those bankers and dragging them down the street street by their head. And, uh, and then sticking their heads in nooses after their speedy trial, of course, and fair speedy trial, and hanging them. 
But we're not talking about Wall Street because they're too big to hang. Illegal immigration, illegal aliens, is not a hard thing or complicated to really deal with. I mean, really, it's not, folks. People are not coming up here for any idealistic uh, uh, purposes, okay? And they're not necessarily coming up here because, oh, gosh, there's uh, mobs or whatever. And if there are mobs, that's too bad. You know, that's your country. Fix it if if it's like our country, which we're not doing. aliens are coming to this country for opportunity okay they're being as this says bribed to come here they're being encouraged to come here and they're being rewarded to come here now whether they got welfare free medical free education job welfare whatever it is it's a benefit to them it's a betterment of their situation. And they're taking it. And they're coming up here. You don't have to kick in doors and drag them out of here. Just take away the incentive to be here. Very simple. Stroke of a pen. Because you know what? If the president can stroke of a pen, let them all in, stroke of a pen, the next president can say, well, Okay, listen, here's the deal. If you cannot evidence, with, and, and here's, here it is, you either have a green card issued by the United States government, you either have naturalization papers issued by the United States government, or you have a birth certificate issued by one of the states of the union, or... You don't get any free medical, nothing, unless your life is imminently in danger. Because I don't, you know, I don't want to see anybody just shot full of bullets and just, well, sorry, you know, you know, uh, you know, the card, you're not getting, where you're going to have to die. I, I don't want that, you know, if that's happening, sure. Stop the bleeding, take out the bullets, patch up the wounds, and now get out, okay? But other than that, no medical. You're not eligible to go to any schools in this country, be they elementary, high school, or college. You're not eligible for any form of public assistance, whether it's welfare, housing, or food stamps, nothing. And you're not eligible to work. But, gee, they're already not eligible to work. So, hey, guess what? If that's you, alien workers, $500. Second time, business. Actually, you know what? Better you don't go to jail. We're going to seize your business, seize all your assets, throw you out on the street, and sell your business at auction, and your house, and your cars, and everything else you own. 
or control. That goes for CEOs of corporations. Tear down the, the corporate veil. See, this isn't hard. Nobody gets dragged down the street. Okay, fine. You think you're going to profit by screwing Americans out of jobs by giving them to low-wage Mexicans? Okay, fine. You now get to be a low-wage Mexican because we're going to take everything from you. Now, what have you done? Hey, no doors are getting kicked in. Nobody's being abused by the police. There's no cost to the government, folks. As a matter of fact, costs have just gone down. There's no incentive. There is no incentive to be here. They don't want to be here anyway. They don't like you. They don't like me, okay? This is why they won't speak English. This is why they want to bring their culture with them. You know, the culture of raping little girls. The culture of drunk driving. You know, yeah, this is a cultural thing. They don't like you. They don't want to be like you. They don't want to fit in here. They don't want to be here. They're only here to get the stuff. Take away the stuff, and they'll go home. Difficult is that to understand. You don't need fences on the border. You don't need troops on the borders. You don't need police kicking in doors. This is a solution that would work. Oh, and if you're going to get out of hand, you think you're going to riot? Well, now you're disturbing the peace. Now you will get dragged down the street at in the back of a pickup truck. No, see, at that point, you can either leave peace. The current crew in Washington, D.C., the current crews in your state legislatures aren't going to do anything like that. Because you know why? You keep falling for the same line of crap. Oh, look, Hillary Clinton's pulling her own luggage down the the hallway at the airport. Wow. And she flew coach. Oh, my gosh, she ate it in Chipotle. Oh, boy, I guess she must be just like us. Yeah, sure she is. This woman is a serial psychopath, criminal, and I'm talking major felonies like uh, murder, fraud. Yeah, well, there's two right there that have absolutely no statute of limitations on them, folks, yet it doesn't matter. Some people out there considering her. Do you realize Hillary Clinton is such a lion, just a hideous, lying fraud, a manipulative, wicked individual. Yeah. 
during her tenure in politics, Hillary Clinton has shifted. This is not terribly unusual. President Barack Obama has been known to change his pronunciation according to region and audience. You know what, folks? That's a fraud. Okay? Coming to your town, and if you got yourself a southern accent, they they do too. Wow, they're just like you. Sure they are. Or Obama. Yeah, he's just like down on a hood, man, like you are. Sure he is. Give me a break. Hey, let's, 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 it's part of the act. An act is a lie when it comes to this. Look, you want to watch a movie? That's great. That's great. Look, I like to see, uh, you know, playing the Terminator. He's acting. He's not really a mechanical man. Okay? He's an Austrian Nazi in real life. But I don't mind him acting like a mechanical man from the future that wants to kill everybody as long as it's on the movie screen. But I don't appreciate him acting like the governor of California. Okay? I'm telling you, man, Ronald Reagan created a blur between reality and fantasy that we've never gotten out of. And yeah, it was Reagan who did it, because I'll tell you what, he put on a great show. Oh, he really did, man. His rhetoric is still, to this day, some of the best rhetoric ever out of Washington, D.C. But now, let's be clear. Was and it only ever will ever be just rhetoric. Rhetoric is a nice fancy word for BS. Okay? But a lot of success with it. He was really good at it. And we've had posers going in there ever since him, figuring they could do the same. They haven't been as good. But you know what? The standards have been so lowered that we're actually accepting their act. And clapping our little hands and saying, Encore! Encore! All that re-election. For insanity, folks. That's what it really is.
Communication system can be dependent. Our system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is a coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. Delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system $149.99. Call 541. 541- Two two five four six five nine. That's five four one two two five four six five nine. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. Organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific. Gas prices have increased over 70%. 
reversing or even stabilizing, all fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still the 23rd of April, 2015. It's still Thursday, but now it's 2.39 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's all true where you're at, we are, in fact, live. And you can call in 855-566-3738. Full free. But you can also go to the chat room at AmericanVoiceRadio.com or AmericanVoice.com. Either place, you'll find a link that says uh, chat.
songs were Great Big Sea and both of them at least. Lots of technology out there, folks, and it's You don't really play the game in the daytime, although everybody does. At night, we play Stump the Room. And that's when I actually make an effort to play stuff that better have a good memory. But you're like nine... Anyway, let's move on here. Where I was going with the whole immigration thing, and I get off off track because acts as though oh, there's no uh, there's no solution. Oh, it's gone too far. Oh, the Democrats are going to load up the country with illegals, and there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, ho, 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 ho. well, yes, there is, unless they get to carry out the plan they're working on. Last week, the White House Task Force on New Americans held a briefing at the Soros-funded Pro-Open Borders Migration Policy Institute to push its new, folks, Pro-Open Borders Migration Policy is the destruction of the United States of America, which means it's the destruction of your state. All right? That's what that means. And they say this is diversity. This is not diversity. This is muddy water. That's all it is. You're taking clean water and you're muddying it up. The task force of naturalization rates among non-citizens grew out of one of the dozen bombshell memos dropped on the American public after the midterms last Although barely discussed, it may be the most important memo released that day, even more so than Obama's twin amnesty programs and the new priorities on deportations memo, which rewrote the Immigration and Naturalization Act. Oh, stroke of a pen, I'm rewriting law from the White House. The new task force is chaired by White House Domestic Policy Advisor. Domestic Policy Advisor, folks. This means basically internal policy. What is going to be the policy of the federal government in the United States of America or the United States? Okay? That includes everybody, and guess what? The majority of people are still white. That'll change before two, but it is still. But what do we have as the White House domestic policy advisor? Cecilia Munoz. That's right. And its representatives include almost everyone from Obama's cabinet. Munoz was previously vice president of the National Council for La Raza, or the race. National 
Special Counsel for the Race, an organization that reportedly encourages illegal aliens and non-citizens to vote, pushes for the reconquista of the Southwest, and whose founder once advocated for the mass murdering of white people. It was actually the mass murdering of all white males over 16. Still, the group manages to receive millions of your tax dollars every year. Did you know that? Yeah, that the federal government is funding the National Council for the Race? I thought the federal government was prohibited discrimination. Anyway, the initiatives to increase nation rates reported in the action plan, especially for an agency like Department of Homeland Security, apparently doesn't have the resources. Among other things, the report says DHS will launch a comprehensive media campaign targeting major media markets in California, New York, Texas, Florida, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, Virginia, Washington, and Arizona. It will spend $10 million on a citizenship preparation program in communities across the country. Also, there are plans to collaborate the private sector to promote the importance of citizenship and provide information on the national process. Perhaps most strikingly, there's an expansion of USCIS's fee waiver program for applicants. Paying a fee to become a citizen is often cited as a barrier, according to the report. Whether it is or not, this $680 freebie Now you don't have to pay. Barrier is that programs will come online well in advance of the 2016 election, according to Rick Holtman, formerly of the Federation for American Education Reform. There are 13.8 million legal permanent residents in the country, and in the 20 states with the most. There are 14 Senate races in 2016, eight of which are Democrats, six of which are Republicans. The latter include former gang of Rubio and McCain. We know the true motivation behind the new act. In August 1995, Vice President Al Gore along with then-White House Director of Special Projects, Rahm Emanuel, created the Citizenship USA program, a plan that, in the words of a former White House aide, sought to produce one million new citizens before Election Day. The plan was to create a massive naturalization drive by slashing processing times from three years to six months all in the name of efficiency and fixing a broken system. The pretexts among the open borders crowd apparently never changed, but its efficiency was the goal. Why did the program only apply to key 
swing states? Why did it last only for one year? And why were the naturalization ceremonies accompanied by voter registration drives in venues the size of Soldier Field? As one INS official succinctly put it, at the time, the hard-charging Democrat Rahm Emanuel relaxed rules to naturalize even criminal immigrants and secure their votes for President Clinton ahead of the 1990s. Following the 1990s, why the White House became Congress has to do by saying you must be pro- must be proficient in English. Hey, cut the cost, speed things up, do whatever you want, but if you can't speak that's it. Really I honestly believe that the long way to fixing things, the, the blunt instrument approach to immigration, I'm not really for it because it's, it's not going to work. And that's really the whole thing. It's just not going to work. Oh, it might make a big splash, make headlines and all that, but it's not in the long run going to work. A more thoughtful, what is the real problem? It's just kind of like saying, all right, oh, man, I got a pain. I got a pain in my shoulder. I know what I'll do. I'll take me some Tylenol. Oh, hey, you might as well just say, well, let me take a shot of whiskey. Yeah, I feel like now, yeah, that shoulder doesn't feel half bad now. But you see, you're not addressing, well, why is that shoulder hurting, okay? Oh, I know. Let me take some organic sulfur. Oh, wow, now in a day or two, my shoulder's not hurting anymore. Why? Because what was hurting it is being repaired. That's why. That's the thing. we got to start looking at symptoms. But what's really the problem here? I don't have really a problem with people coming into the country and live here. I, I really don't. I don't care where they're from. But if you don't speak English... You are not welcome here, okay? Not by me. I really don't care what color you are, where you're from, whatever. But if you cannot speak our language, and whether you like it or not, our language is English. You can't be a citizen here. You shouldn't other than on vacation. So, what could Congress do? They could write a law. They could say, okay, we are designating English as the official language of the United States. What that means is more government, no more federal government. Are proficient 
on on those, okay? Just by that, it's going to cut, and, and people, what are they going to say? Are they going to say? That's not race. A language is not about your race. Black people in America speak English. Black people in England speak better English than I do. It's not about race. It's about a common language. It's about being a nation. Look, we don't have anything else. Look, some nations are race-based. But Scandinavia, those people up there, you know, people in Africa, okay, they're black. All right, so, you know, there's a lot of race involved in those, but not here. Here, we only have one one thing that unifies us as a people, and that's our language. If we take that away, which they're trying, we have nothing. Dollar sales. We don't have a common currency. We have no common currency. We have no common language. We have nothing in common with each other. That's not a nation, folks. Hey, SkyWest Air- Airlines uh, flight to Connecticut was diverted, descended steeply, and made an emergency landing in New York. Passengers lost consciousness. The flight carrying 75 passengers departed from O'Hare and had been bound for Bradley International Airport in Windsor Lock, Connecticut. It landed at Buffalo, Niagara at about 11.48. Sky was spokeswoman initially reported that one passenger aboard lost consciousness and the pilots rapidly descended out of an abundance of caution. But in a later statement, Sky West spokeswoman said new information from medical personnel confirmed that a total of three passengers reported a loss of consciousness. The problem is, if hydraulic oil leaks out and air system, it's very toxic. Let's see. Uh, 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 uh. Five minutes for this, and uh, but it's some more advice, folks, and it has to do with Jade Helm. Now, look, I don't know what it is with this this thing, but it is suspicious. Coming right, you know, pretty close before elections. The dollar is in real trouble, folks. I mean, in real trouble. And if you don't think so because the stock market's doing fine, then you're not paying attention to anything but that. Because they, if you look at the rules they've been writing and rewriting, the most recent being that now banks, your deposits are now considered 
their capital, meaning they can use it for anything they want. It's not yours anymore. Once you put it in the bank, it is not yours anymore, as if it ever was, but now they have actually legalized it, that it is not yours, legally not yours. It is theirs, and it is theirs to pay off people they figure needs to be paid off rather than you. So when you go to get your money and they say, oh, gee, sorry, uh, maybe you can have like 25% of it because, well, we had debts to pay off, so we used your money. That's what they'll do, and it's legal now. That, well, welcome to the new world because that's what's going on, and those are the rules they pass. Now, why? Why would they do something like this? Why? Because they know what's coming. They know this thing is collapsing, and now we had to have this Jade Helm thing going on. Many of the citizens of our country are finally awaking to the unfolding tyranny. Yesterday I received 37 emails from readers that in some form were asking me what they should do with their money because their investigations and observations agreed with mine in that the United States is headed towards an economic meltdown followed by martial law. Well, hello? You know, just because they're moving troops around and saying, oh, don't worry, it's just an exercise. You mean like the Twin Towers? You mean like Oklahoma City? You mean like Waco? You mean like on and on it goes with their little exercises that all of a sudden, whoops. Why do you think there were no planes scrambled? Everybody had been told it was true. It was just an exercise. Oh, the buildings really came down, but they were. There's video evidence of this. Now, but the fact of the matter is. There were no planes. I uh, suggest take the bulk of your money out of the bank. I've been saying that for a long time, folks. Take the bulk of your money out of the bank. Yeah, you got to have a bank account if you're doing operating cash. But the thing is, if you think you're saving anything in the bank, you better get your head screwed on a little different. Okay? And don't think that if you take Federal Reserve notes and stuff your mattress full of them, that's going to do you any good either. Because it's not. They can devalue those notes wherever they may be, whether they're in your basement, in your bed, in the bank, wherever it is. They can devalue them anywhere. Get something tangible, okay? <laughs> you know what? If you don't have food and water and medicine and, all, and guns and ammo and all that, you better spend some of that on that. But if you do have all that and you figure you're set that way, you're going to need something to trade in, whatever that might be for you. Me, gold and silver is a good idea. It's not the only idea, but it has to be tangible, and it has to be something people are going to want. Anyway, it's got to be something that you don't, your life doesn't depend on, because you don't want to be trading that away. I got to go. 
We got a full day coming up. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again tonight. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Watch Live, another Messiah's Branch National Satellite Radio Program. We are broadcasting from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is April 23rd, 
folks, with Mission Watch Live, we are one in the world as it happens. If you need anything after this program, please call me. If you need prayer, you can call me for that also. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682. In an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. You can always find updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address on our blog, which is simply com. Our program archives can be found there. If you scroll down on the right at prophecyhour.com, you'll find a link that, that says radio archives. Click on it. It'll take you to branch.pod. Oh, that's a hard one to say. Podomatic.com. Anyway, at both the, both sites are very smartphone friendly, and you can listen to radio programs from there. And at the uh, archive site, there is uh, apps for Google, on Google for Android and for that other one, which is what, iPhone. Anyway, go over there, get an app. You know, and I hear 50% of the people out there are listening by their smartphones. Okay, now prayer will bring on tonight's guest. Your Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray that radio tonight goes according to your will and not my will, and not necessarily our guest will. So please give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. Amen and amen. Well, our guest tonight is Mark Baird. He's also the president. He is a president of water right groups in Northern California called Scott Valley Protect Our Water. Okay, that's Scott Valley Protect Our Water. He's also the leading grassroots advocate and spokesman for the state of Jefferson. So whose fault is the drought in California? Well, Mark is here to shed some light on that and much more because we're going to ask him about the state of Jefferson. Welcome, Mark. Uh, thanks, Todd, for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I'm I'm really glad to have you on, and, and you know, there's two real subjects there that I, I want to discuss. Maybe we'll go into the water first, and then uh, you can tell us about Jefferson, and i got some questions about it. But uh, I've seen a couple of headlines now that, that maybe this uh, drought in California could have been avoided. So I guess the first question is, how bad is the drought? And then second, how could it have been avoided? Well, the drought, the drought is real. Uh, the western United States has been subject to the drought, the drought for probably, you know, 5,000 years or so. And tree ring data proves that out. But the crisis here is a crisis in management because we know there are droughts. They come and they go. And that's why a state has to plan ahead and have water storage. But in the state of California, they worship the creation, not the creator. And so they will let... Uh, Last year, the governor let a million acre feet of water go to the ocean to protect a fish that wasn't in trouble to start with. So that's enough water for five million people for one year. Already this year, he's let 55,000 acre feet of water. That's about enough water for, say, um, three-quarters of a million people for one year go to the ocean in order to protect steelhead trout, and those trout are not endangered anyway. Yeah, I really... So, um, so what you're saying that they could have did something like what? Build dams? What? What could they have did? Well, first of all, when you have water impoundment facilities, hold the water until you need it. Don't let it go to supposedly save the environment when the environment isn't in any trouble to start with. And second of all, no new water storage has been built here in, in two and a half or three decades, although the population of the state has increased by 30 or 40 percent. 
uh, we just, the governor just passed an $8 billion water bond. It's going to cost the taxpayers of California $360 million a year for the next 40 years. And guess how much of that money is going to go to build water storage? Zero. Zero. That, that's ridiculous. Well, you know, I, whenever I want to look at a liberal state, you know, of course, California is number one on the list. Although I was born in San Jose, California. I was brought to Kansas when I was about three or four years old. Um, but um, the environmentalists, don't they, aren't, I mean, isn't California really under the control of people that believe in all that environmental stuff? Well, California is under the control of three or four major cities. Probably, we have 58 counties here. Probably 35 of them are rural, and they're good, decent people, just like in Kansas or Arkansas, Nebraska, Dakotas, anywhere. But, but because of a Supreme Court opinion where the Supreme Court of the United States took control and declared the Constitution of the United States invalid in the Reynolds versus Sims decision, nobody in rural California or any rural county in any state has any say over their own affairs. Politics are run from major cities, and those people don't understand what it takes to live and grow food in this country. Yeah. Now, for the record, doesn't isn't California the one of the huge suppliers of fruits and vegetables to the rest of the country and maybe the world? Well, we grow 25 percent of the food consumed in this nation is grown here in California. Although that's going to be difficult this year because there are hundreds of thousands of acres that are being fallowed because of mismanagement by the state government of our water resources. You know, when I first heard of the problems with growing was it was actually clear back, I think, when Obama first came into office. And it, I think it was over the San Joaquin Valley. I think they just didn't they just turn off the water spigot, so to speak, to save the, some kind of fish. Yeah, they, they, they shut off the water to the Central Valley Project to supposedly save the Delta smelt. Well, yeah. The smelt is a fish that ranges from California clear around the Alaskan Peninsula and all the way to the Sea of Japan. The, Delta, the smelt is not an endangered species. There are smelts in the Delta just like there were 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago. And remember, these fish are called in our species for a reason. Every mother fish lays 3,000 eggs. They're built for hard times. We have had droughts. Oh, oh, my goodness. What did the fish do before mankind came along to save the environment? How did they make it? <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, yeah, amen. I, I agree with you. I, I think, you know, I don't know. Well, let's go like this. I believe that we should, you know, take care of our land. You know, we should take care of the earth. But. I believe most of this is just environmental wackoism that's just meant to control instead of really do something that's real, and it destroys you know, more. What, what, Go ahead. What you said is very, very important, and I, I would like your listeners to, to really pay close attention to this and, and to thoroughly understand this concept. This has nothing to do with the environment. Governments by nature are, are amoral. They do not have morality. They simply exercise power. The goal of every government and every government agency is to grow, to get more money, and to hire more employees and to exert more control over you. And if you don't start to get involved and defend your liberty against the oppressive government that is coming, and you can see it every day all around you, then shame on all of us because it is our duty and our responsibility to secure liberty for our children. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to choose to give water, hold back water for a fish smelt instead of giving it to the, the, the that is just one of the, the San Joaquin Valley um, is one of the most beautiful places and, you know, productive places in the world. And to hold that water back for a fish smelt, that's criminal in my eye. Well, to waste the water that would have supplied 175,000 people to protect a half a dozen steelhead trout should be government malfeasance and people should be in prison. Do you think that, okay, so now we're headed towards, you know, the people, you said that California is controlled uh, by several cities, or, or so to speak. Um, so is there any hope for California pulling, ever pulling out of being liberal? I mean, it seems like it gets more liberal all the time. Well, there's always hope for liberty, but, but once again, if you can't define liberty, how can you defend it? In Northern California, we have committees in 20 counties. We have eight counties who have already signed declarations to withdraw from the state of California because of lack of representation. What we want to do is create a state where every single county has equal representation in the state Senate, and every single county has at least one representative in the lower house of government so that we can restore constitutional liberty, property rights, First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, and individual liberties to our citizens. Okay, so I'm I'm over here looking at at the you know I guess it's the county of Jefferson or state of Jefferson. I'm looking at really the state the great seal of the state of Jefferson. Um, let's yeah. expand on that. What are you talking about? I mean, can you withdraw? I mean, I've never heard of anybody breaking away except during the Civil War. Tell them the folks yeah. about it so they'll understand. Yeah, in in the Constitution of the United States, Article 4, Section 3, the founders foresaw the need to either create new states or to bring new states into the Union. Uh, To separate from an existing state has been done before, four times in our history. The last time was West Virginia from Virginia. Before that, it was um, Maine from Massachusetts, Vermont from New York, and Tennessee from Virginia. This is legal, ethical, and moral. All it requires... It's 50% plus one vote in your state house and 50% plus one vote in Congress. And that's what we're trying to achieve so that we can return to constitutional republic and people will be free to worship God and own property and use that property to make a living for themselves and their families. Okay, let's talk about this this state house first. You're talking about the state house of the state of, of California. Do you have enough support there? I thought it was mostly... Democrat or liberal, so to speak? Well, uh, when we first started, we did not. Now, the latest Sacramento Bee poll, 83% of the people who responded favored state split. So our support is growing because people recognize that they don't have liberty anymore, and, and they cry out for that. People all over the world, when you were born, liberty was placed in your heart by our Creator. Your inalienable rights were placed in your heart by our Creator. All, all human beings were born free and independent. And when they're denied their liberty, something is wrong inside, and they know that. And, and so, yes, I think we can do it. But if we're ignored or if the state says no to us, then we're going to sue them for lack of representation and dilution of vote, and we'll try to get out that way. Um, so if you get the – let's say you, get, you have what you need in California, do you think you'll get that kind of support from – uh, you say the federal government, right? 
I've spoken to a couple of United States congressmen, and they say that the arithmetic for creating a new state is not bad right now. So if we can get this done in the next year or so, it's very likely that we can succeed. Well, can it succeed with Obama in office? There's a good question, I think. Article 4 does not say the president has to sign the legislation, and it doesn't mention the governor of California either. Oh, really? Well, then you got two good, real good points in your, on your favor because neither one of them would sign, you know. No, no, the Constitution is a fairly small document. It's pretty easy to read. I recommend everybody read that thing. That's the owner's manual. That's the rule book that we're supposed to live by in this country. And if we can't define the rules, we also cannot tell when the government is breaking the rules. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I believe it should be standard. When I was in school, it was standard reading. You know, I'm 59 years old. When I was in school, it was standard reading. You know what I mean? We studied the Constitution, and and in fact, I think I still have some place playing around my sister's ninth grade history book, which has. If I want to know anything about the Constitution, all I got to do is go to her ninth grade history book that's still laying around, and it has all about it. Kids aren't being taught that nowadays. No, and that's our fault. We are the stewards of these children, and we are the stewards of this government. Look, that people created government, not the other way around. Has the servant become more important than their master? That's what we have to ask ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I'm really glad to see see you all standing up. You know, I, like I say, I was born in California, but, you know, I've only been back there once since uh, I was born, and it was, you know, I was about 22, and it was just really crowded because I went to San Francisco and I was overwhelmed by traffic. But there was some really, this really beautiful country though. But so you're the state of now. What are you to the state of Jefferson? Are you a lobbyist? Are you the head of this? What's the story? Who are you? I'm, I'm a spokesperson for the Jefferson Decoration Committee. Myself and several others in, in our area in Siskiyou County started this effort, and um, of course it's a team. We, it takes all of us to do it. I'm nobody special. There are a lot of guys like me out there working to get this done. Um, I have a somebody that, actually my producer is in Oregon, and he said the state of Je- Jefferson um, actually stretches into part of Oregon. Is that true? Well, historically, the effort has included some of the southern Oregon counties, but Here's our problem. We're Californians, and we're working down here to get this done in California. We welcome our friends and neighbors from Southern Oregon, but they got to get off the couch and turn off the TV and start doing this themselves because we can't do it for them. Right. I get the picture. He, he thought that it was a part of it, but um, amen. So, um, so uh, going from that, how, how many other counties? I'm looking at a map, and I'm seeing a white uh wide areas, and so there's other counties or that are planning to do this, or you just, Jefferson is all alone to break off? Now, go go to our website, and our website is S as in Sam, OJ51.net. And that's yeah, got I, the current I, I got map. your website up. Okay, that's got the current map of activity. Uh, the dark green are counties that have already signed. I don't remember what the other colors are, but we have a total of 20 counties in California that are active in this effort, and then we're talking to people in Klamath County, but they haven't done anything yet. So they're kind of on the fence at this point. 
Oh, okay. I, I get it. I, I understand the map now. I, I just wasn't reading the map clearly. I see the green ones, and then you have yellow ones, and then you have pink and white and, and purple. Okay. So uh, does this website tell us, uh, you know, we got a lot of people in California that listen to our radio program and all over the country are curious about things like this. This, uh, What should you point them to if they go to get to this website? Because we'll advertise this website when this goes out on podcast. Right now we're live radio. When it goes out to podcast, we'll advertise it. There will be a link to it. What should they look for when they get there? The website is www.soj51.net. And that has all of the county news for all the counties that are in. It has our financial models, how the state would function. It has uh, all of the business of Jefferson is on that website. And it also has a way that you can contribute because the lawsuit to change back to representative government is going to be a whopper, I predict. Okay. We'll, we'll for sure pull these people over. There will be people that come to look at it. Um, uh, we got about – five minutes left in this this half and then we'll let you go after the first half but you know and what else would you want the people to know about out there you know you got about five minutes well well I, what i'd like people to know pat is this affects everybody because in 1964 james earl warren the chief justice of the supreme court declared that states do not have the right to elect state senators or state representatives by county and that is contrary to the Constitution. He invented the principle of one man, one vote, and it caused all political power in the United States to shift to the larger cities where most of the people are. But when you look at it, Warren made, made that principle up because every state has two senators. Vermont has two, and California has two. So the federal model of government is enshrined in our Constitution, and it has been for 238 years. Now, what Warren did was, he changed politics forever in this nation, and unless we overturn Reynolds versus Sims or find a different remedy to that case where we expand representation so that every county has it, this country will continue to get worse and worse and worse for, with lack of representation for rural counties in every state in the nation. That's what we're hoping to change for the state of Jefferson. Yeah, amen. So if you succeed... Actually, that that would give hope to the rest of the country, and maybe it might make some, uh, uh, you know, other states stand up and listen to their constituents uh, in, instead of thinking the same thing would happen there. If we okay. succeed, it would, set, it would set precedent to where other states could return to the federal model of government and return checks and balances to their state as well. Well, our government, we do need to turn back the clock, so to speak. You know, we need to go backwards instead of forward because um, right now I've, we're almost under a dictatorship. I mean, Obama's getting to do just about whatever he wants. And uh, I, I know that a lot of uh, uh, liberal states are, are doing about whatever they want. And so we've got to re, re, reverse the, the, the thing. There is, there's going to be America left. Let me ask you about one question. You're out there in California. Are you being overwhelmed with immigrants, and how do you feel about that? Well, I live in far northern California, about 20 miles from the Oregon border. We really don't see very much of that. But from our friends and relatives in southern California, we hear about it. But, but look, Pat, when you live in a lawless nation where the president fails to uphold the law, and you live in a lawless state where the government picks, where the governor picks and chooses which laws he wants to enforce that week. Uh, what do you expect to happen? You know, 
this is our own fault. We we are the guardians of liberty. The people are, not the government. And and if we can't define liberty, how can we defend it? And if we can't define tyranny, how can we defeat it? So it is up to the people to change this. We're the only ones that can do it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know, I, I on this program, I complain about you know there, there's more Christians supposed to be in this nation than anybody else, and but yet we're uh, there's no voice. I don't hear you know the church yelling out. I don't see people standing up. Um, the best thing that I saw come up in yours was a Tea Party, and then basically the IRS seemed to have shut that down almost. Well, I got to tell you, if Christians had, if if normal Christians had gotten off the couch and voted in 2012, the same at the exact same rate they voted in 2008, Mr. Obama would not have won his election. This is our own fault. We did this because of apathy. We did it because we weren't paying attention. We did it because we didn't care about securing liberty for our children. And as you sow, so shall you reap. And we are the only ones, the body of the people, are the only ones that can change this dynamic. We are our only hope. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We're on the we're on the very same page, brother. I, 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 everybody needs to stand up. They need to get out and vote. They need to do these things. But you're right. Um, unless people do, then it's 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 not going to work. Well, I applaud your efforts and and uh, I pray that that you come to success. We'll advertise your website and this will go out in podcasting. Will be up for a very long time. We usually once we put a radio program up. Uh, to podcast, we're on live radio right now, of course. But once it goes to podcast, it stays up until it's forever. We don't take them back down. So you be blessed, brother. Um, Maybe we'll talk about it again. Uh, Would you give your website one more time? I say goodbye. All right, thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. All right, be blessed. Bye bye. Well, folks, we'll be back in three minutes, and we're going to talk some more about this. We're going to talk. So we'll be back. soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. Organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. These prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. We are back. This is Pastor Dan Kaplan. You're listening to Mission Watch Live on the American Voice Radio Network. Folks, please remember to pray about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. Yes, it's summertime, and we're having we're dealing with more and more people every day, and we're also in what we call, yeah, it's summertime. And oh, I noticed today, though, on the Drudge Report, it said 23 states are experiencing snow, so winter's back. But anyway, um, this People are starting to plan their vacations and things, and in the economy we have, you know, people use their spendable cash to go on a vacation, and they don't always, you know, can spend, they don't have enough to also donate to us, or they donate less, which I'm not downing, because most of these people, we're not their 10%, we're not their tithe, we're just something extra that they're donating to, and so um, donations really uh, start to go down, and they have actually uh, really started to go down. And a lot of that is just because Obamacare. Remember, it's tax time, and Obamacare and taxes is, is cost more. And so we really do need your help. You know, this is our we're in our 15th year of being here and helping people, but we really need your help. We uh, also need help with radio airtime, so we need to pray it in. You folks out there, if you absolutely can't afford to to donate anything, become prayer warriors for us. You know, help pray, help us pray to sin. 
pray that we get some new supporters. We're really in a pickle. We need to raise some money real quick. This ministry does. We need to raise between four and five thousand dollars just as quick as possible. And I know, uh, you know, I'm not getting rich over this. And the money is used for the mission church. You know, it's used to feed and care for the people. That's what it's used for. So pray about it. You know, pray about it. Anyway, why do so many people come to us for help? Because love. That's the first answer. We give them a relationship. They're treated as family. They're not treated like clients. They come in, and they're treated with love. We don't have any really set guidelines. People come in and ask for what they need, and we, if we have a way to do it, whether it's a pair of shoes, they need uh, stitched up, they need medicine, they need Bibles, they need prayers, we try to give them that which we have, you know, down to the last dollar in our pocket. Anyway, even agencies tell people about it. So, you know, pray about it. We really do need your help. And we are the last hope for so many. As folks, we are responsible to care one for another as we are brother keepers. All donations, no matter what size, helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online, donate online or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find all the information at prophecyhour.com or call me at 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682. And remember, pray about supporting radio airtime because radio is not free. We have to pay for satellite. This is a satellite radio air program. We have to pay for airtime. We have to pay to be on the Internet and so on and so forth. So pray about supporting that. And the program that we had last week, by the way, with Kenneth Upgrow, we were talking about a dream vision and by this woman. And the next, uh, the next thing that happened, we were getting ready to come up to um, Prophecy Hour, which is an hour from now, and the guests canceled out of the blue. They got sick and canceled. Well, if you didn't listen to that program and you listened to the one with Kenneth Upgrow, we were talking about a dream vision. Well, I read that dream vision because, um, you know, we've been talking about, and that dream vision prayer, that program last week, has uh, had more downloads um, or, yeah, downloads uh, in, out of the podcast than any of, any radio program I did in months and months. It's really hitting up there. So the dream must be really important, and so I suggest you go over and listen to that program. It's in the radio archives. If you haven't done so already, do so and share it with others. And now we're still going to talk about the subject of the, the great state of Jefferson, but I'm going to bring on an, a person I consider to be expert on this subject, and that's my our producer, Frank. Are you there with me, Frank? I am. Hey, isn't this the kind of thing that you talk about on your radio program? Yeah, actually, I in the past I have talked about it, uh, something that is uh, – it's a great idea, and it's I feel necessary, and there's a lot of reasons why. And the main reasons why is because Southern Oregon and Northern California share cultural and political views. And both Northern California and Southern Oregon are far, far removed from the culture and political views in Oregon from the north and in Northern California from Southern uh, California. You know, they're very liberal in Southern California, and they're very liberal in Northern Oregon. But 
Southern Oregon and Northern California are conservative. Well, let me ask oh. you. Let me, let, yeah, let me butt in. Is and you said rural. That probably leads to my question. Um, why do you think that it's that it's like that? It seems kind of funny, you know, on top of you and below you guys, but yet you guys uh, are, you know, share more of a conservative background. Why do you think that is? Well, we're both both are isolated from the other part of their state, both culturally, geographically, politically. We're just isolated from them. Okay, we're not. We we don't. You know, like for instance, Southern Oregon. You know, we got a big mountain between us and the north. We've got a mountain range, you know, between us and California. But well, on the on the western side, on the eastern side, there isn't. But I don't know why exactly. You know, I think it's because right. it's mostly rural. It, you yeah. know, and I, and I think that's probably the main reason. It's just more rural. Uh, yeah, you know, Northern California has Redding. Which is a, a, a fairly decent thousand people or so, and then Southern Oregon has Medford, which is uh, oh, I guess about eighty thousand people. But Medford has a metro area. Mm-hmm. Reading doesn't. Okay, Reading's a bigger city, but Medford's a bigger metro area because Medford proper is Medford proper is about eighty thousand people, but then surrounding it you have you know Central Point, Eagle Point, right. White City. Uh, then you've got Ashland, and you know you've got these these smaller cities, but you know they add up, uh, separate a little bit, and they've got their own identities. But I think it's mostly the isolation and the being from being rural. Right. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this. Um, if you look at the nation as a whole, you'll find that that where the bigger cities are are actually more liberal, more populated more liberal, the more rural it seems that the, that the communities or the states are, the more conservative they are. And uh, I don't know exactly why that is. I guess they just got more to do in the big cities. What do you think? Well, I think the reason is is because, you know, you work for who pays you. In the city, quite frankly, too much of their population is on welfare. They are dependent on the government back because there ain't enough jobs and people congregate in cities and then they get there and they got no jobs they got no nothing so they get a free check they get free housing they get free this they got rent control this and that everything's controlled by the government you're basically living in a communist society which communist societies depend on government government is liberal give me give me give me you know, not get out and work. Come on, let's make something here. Let's get our, let's make ourselves an opportunity. And you know, and I'm not saying I am not mentioning Repub- the Republican Party in that because they no longer represent that yeah, ideal well, anymore. We would take a whole other program or a couple of programs to to discuss what all happened to the Republican Party. But you know, originally, I'll say it like this: originally, they were the conservative party. Now you have people up there that you couldn't tell them from a, a liberal. Well, look what uh, they just did, Dan. They just, uh, you know, they just confirmed Loretta Lynch. Now the Justice Department can be called the Lynch Mob. <laughs> the Lynch Mob, yeah. And they're and they're wanting to hand Obama that that trans uh, trans Asian. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the NASA on crack. 
Yeah, and it's the Republicans that are wanting to hand it to him. It's the Democrats that are dragging their feet. Well, that's because in that, you know, the the whole thing is that, well, they did the same thing with NAFTA, and we see how that's worked out. You like NAFTA? You're going to love this because this is is just a corporate welfare, okay? That's all it really is, and the Republicans are good for that because that's who pays them. We go back to you work for who pays you. Yeah, absolutely. But now, the one thing about this modern Jefferson, state of Jefferson, it isn't a state of Jefferson, okay? If it doesn't include southern Oregon, then it's not the state of Jefferson. Now, I think it's a great idea if northern California wants to split off from California. Gosh, I can't imagine being connected to California myself, uh, at least not the southern part. Uh, you know, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I find, uh, you know, California to be the scourge of the planet, but, you know, if they want to split off, I couldn't blame them for that, but that's not the state of Jefferson, okay? That's like me, you know, taking something that somebody else uh, has been working on and, uh, you know, take, well, hey, you're going to make a car called Catlin's car, right? Right. Well, I decide, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make a motorcycle instead, and I'm going to call it the Catlin. You know, yeah. well, I'm sorry, it's not the same. And just because you didn't finish your car doesn't mean I can just go and, you know, take your name and pretend I'm you. Well, so then, so then, okay, let me get this straight. So there is a, other than what he's talking about, there's another movement called the state of Jefferson? Well, there, there's been a movement. Well, now, there's been a movement. The state of Jefferson is not a new idea. The state well, of Jefferson. I don't know. Okay, well, yeah. Well, and I'm sure listeners don't either. The state of Jefferson started way back in uh, the 40s. Really? Yeah, because, uh, you know, Northern California and Southern Oregon were even more isolated than their respective North and South uh, states, even more isolated than they are now, okay? And they really had a lot of differences. And, you know, most of it was all the money that they paid in taxes – they got none of it back. They got no benefits for it. They didn't get their roads fixed. They didn't get nothing, right? No no jobs. Everything went right. You know, so they said, hey, you know what? If you're not going to, uh, you know, include us, then we want to leave. And they actually, uh, you know, back in the, uh, 1941, a uh, the mayor of Port Orford uh, in Oregon, okay, he proposed that uh, – Oregon counties of Curry, Josephine, Jackson, and Klamath joined the California counties of Del Norte, Siskiyou, which your last guest is in, and Modoc to form a new state later named Jefferson, okay? Okay. And this really started gaining momentum because everybody in in both respective parts realized that it was probably the best idea now. And and actually, Southern California and Northern Oregon, the governments there were not opposed to it either because they viewed them as, uh, you know, they didn't get that many tax, they didn't get that much tax dollars because it was rural and it was pretty sparsely right, right. populated, and uh, they got, you know, they were sick of the complaining about we want money for roads, we want money for this, we want money for that because we gave you taxes, but they're looking at the books going, well, you haven't given us that much taxes and. You know, you're more trouble than you're really worth, right? Right, right. So they were like, yeah, hey, you know what? This might not be a bad idea if you left. And 
and you know they were actually moving towards they 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 pretty much had the both state legislatures that were going to say yeah cool okay fine this is good you want to go go and then the next thing is the united states congress well before they got to go to congress japanese attacked pearl harbor oh and that that ended the whole thing yeah, you said 1944. I should have thought about that. 41, yeah. actually. Oh, 41. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, that, that ended that, you know. I mean, hey, as late as November 1941. Now, remember, December 7th was Pearl Harbor. Right. Here's a, here's a little clip from November 27th, 1941. A group of young men gained national attention. When brandishing hunting rifles for a dramatic effect, they stopped traffic on U.S. Route 99 south of Wairika, the county seat of Siskiyou County, and handed out copies of a proclamation of independence, stating that the state of Jefferson was in patriotic rebellion against the states of California and Oregon, and that they would continue to secede every Thursday until further notice. You know, but then... December seventh came and yeah uh, and uh, uh, then on Whoa. December second the mayor who basically was you know promoting this he died on December second but then right. December seventh poof yeah that that of course changed everything you know but yeah, if absolutely. it wasn't for that attack if they'd have had another year they would have gotten it done. Right, right. So, you know, so, this is an idea that's been in Northern California and Southern Oregon since the 40s. So I wonder how strong this, you know, this movement really is now that this guy's talking about. Well, uh, as he said, and he's right, that there's a lot more favor towards it in Northern California. And the main reason for that is because Northern California is still abused by the Southern Californian government, which is the supposed California government. But they they still get nothing, okay? They're still basically in the same spot they were in. Now, Southern Oregon, on the other hand, has basically built itself up in the the, uh, Medford metro area, okay? I mean, they really have. We, We were logging. We had mills, and we had all that until the federal government came in and shut all that down. Now, instead of just sitting here drying up and blowing away, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Jackson County basically said, okay, let's shift gears. And I don't, uh, you know, I'm not happy with what happened, but they did something, okay? They right. decided to move towards the, okay, we got pretty good weather. Let's make this a retirement destination. And, gee, what retired people need is lots of medical care, so let's make this the medical center of, you know, basically, I'm talking from, you know, Sacramento to Portland, in between, it's here. You know, this is the medical center. I mean, we have two big hospitals here in uh, Medford and, you know, the surrounding area of them, and in between them is just nothing but every specialist you could imagine in the world. Now, I'm against allopathic medicine myself, so, you know, I don't appreciate this business. However, 
you know, it it is something that built the economy here. And then with that sort of thing, what they did was they built a lot of retail stuff. So Oregon has no sales tax. So a lot of people come from California and, you know, a lot of people come from all the surrounding areas to come to here to shop also. So, you know, really? so our economy is not as bad. It's not as good as it once was, but it's not as bad as, say, Northern California's is. And you know how right. it goes. You know, the more people hurt, the more they get God, the more they want to do something, the more they want this, and, you know, the more right, they're right. likely to do something, the more they're hurt. And the less they're hurt, the less likely they are to do anything. And that's the that's really why Northern California is a little more active in this right now than, say, uh, Southern Oregon. Although, right. Klamath County and Josephine County are a lot more apt to get active because they're hurting more. Right. Right. Yeah, I get the picture. Um, you know, I as I was saying with him, I think this would be a good – you know, I didn't realize, you know, I don't know why I didn't ever think of it, you know, uh, north and south, you know, north and south Virginia. You know, I didn't think about right. how constitutional it was, you know what I'm saying? So I think this would be a good thing for the whole country. What do you think? I do, too, because, I mean, for one thing, just by itself, California is far too big. Right. I mean, it it, it really is. And, you know... As somebody who is really not fond of California, you might say, oh, that's just you're just saying that because you don't like California. Well, really, you can look at California, and the California government has shown, they have demonstrated, they have proven that California is far too big for them to manage properly because they have mismanaged that state into the dirt. And everybody knows it, whether you like California or you don't like California, it has been mismanaged to the point of collapse. Right. And it's too big. You know, I mean, it's like running a country. California is bigger than most countries. And they're not able to manage it. You know, and, you know, when something gets too big, what do people do? They cut it down in size. Well, you can't just, you know, erase. You know, it's not like a company on on paper. You know, there's a geographical area involved, so you can't just erase it. So you got to think of something else, and this is a good solution to that. It's like, look, break it off, get another part, you know, and and maybe then you'll be able to manage a little better. Right. But I think it it would also give encouragement, you know, I mean, to as a warning, so to speak, to maybe some of these other liberal states. in that thought pattern, and I can't believe how they're destroying California with this drought thing. When all they would have had to do is just manage the water yeah, that they do get. Your last guest made a great point because that is exactly what they did. They they released all the water that could have gotten them through this situation. They released it to the sea because some worm or some some something that somebody decided is endangered oh they gotta have you get rid of that water you know and off it goes and now they got a drought they created this situation and it's just another another evidence of complete mismanagement you know and and yeah it does give a warning to other governments you know state governments that look because people now figure all right, you know, you've got your state government, and uh, if they mismanage you into collapse, well, what else are we going to do? We've got no choice. We're stuck with what we've got. We've got the, yeah, well, this gives 
another option. No, we're not stuck with you. No, right. If you're abusing us and collapsing our way of life, you know what? We're leaving. And this isn't a, you know, necessarily a rebellion or a secession. Right. This, is, this is a constitutionally provided for action, and it's been done before several times. Well, don't that sound wonderful? That the, I mean, that to, that's just like music to my ears, that it's constitutional, and it's set up to do it, and it's been done before, and it's a solution, and it's in the Constitution. That almost sounds like music to my ears. Well, yeah, and, it, you know, it's like, okay, well, 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 okay, so why would somebody be against it? Just the people that would want to keep them for whatever reason. But I, I think it's a great idea. I, I hope they get support to do this. I, I really do. California, you know, I, I hate to see that, that. I hate to see it be destroyed like it is with this drought. But um, they haven't got any hope. The, that part of California doesn't have any hope unless they get rid of the liberals, huh? Well, their big idea is, oh, let's build a big thing uh, from uh, the Columbia River. And, and, yeah, well, Oregon might have something to say about that because they already wanted to do that one time, and Oregon said, hey, you know what, we're not really interested in building a huge pipeline just to shovel our water to you. No thanks. You know, maybe we might need that water ourselves. You know, but, again, it's just simply mismanagement because, look, what, okay, let's say California stays California or it doesn't. The thing is, California has one of the biggest coastlines on the planet. Right. What's, what, what's, when you get to the coast, if you keep going west, what do you run into? The Pacific Ocean. Right. Which is full of water. All you got to do is desalinate that water, and now you have water, usable yeah. water. And there ain't, what, where are all the desalination plants? On the coast of California, they're not there. I wonder just why. Like, just like there's no dams. Oh, probably some stupid fish on the edge of the sea. You know, the thing Wait. is, that, that's the whole thing, though. See, you can put fences and cages around to keep the little fishes out from getting boiled and uh, you know desalinated. All right. I mean, there's a way to do it because there are other places doing it. For instance, yeah. uh, uh, one of the shows earlier. I didn't know this, but in the Caribbean, the Caribbean islands, that's where they get their water. They have desalination plants. Saudi Arabia, you know, all the mid, middle uh, eastern states, they all have desalination plants. Uh, Dan, they live in the desert, okay? Yeah, but, exactly. But they have an ocean right there. So they're desalinating. Hey, guess what? California is nothing yeah. but a desert, okay? Yeah. Except for a few, you know, few places places. up north. Once you get into the mountains of the north, now you're in now, now you're in forest. But down southern California, it's nothing but desert. Where they grow everything would be nothing but desert if they were not irrigating. And you can't irrigate right. if you don't have water. Water, right? The ocean's okay. full of water. I'm sold, Frank. <laughs> well, tell them when they find your radio program. Uh, 2 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Pacific, both live shows. Uh, I don't do uh. An evening show on Friday, though. Uh, sometimes that one. But I do two hours uh, Monday night, so I'm right there. So that's the time. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Okay, and you're on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, so come listen to Frank. Thanks uh, for the comments. All right. Folks, uh, pray about supporting Mission Church. We really do need your help. Um, we need your – you also need to remember to always, always, always be a blessing to 
God, and he is your father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach, who came and gave his life for a repented sins. He went through a horrible death so that you might live, so that you might um, have eternal life. But you have to do your part. You have to repent of your sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. And, you know, I was debating with somebody that three days and three nights is the only sign given by Yeshua when he was asked for a sign. So any other Yeshua or Jesus is another gospel if it's not three days and three nights, like he said. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul. Then love your neighbor as yourself. I know you find this hard, but you need to do it because it's required. Anyway. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name that the Father blesses and keeps you, and his face shines upon you, and his grace is to you, and gives you peace. Until an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch. 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their heads. Too many. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need for a day, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monitor. West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866 229 
866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Welcome to Herb Talk Live. I'm your resident herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Hope you had a great day. Sunny here in the Carolinas. Another gorgeous day. Hope you had a good one. Uh, we're here to empower you. That's what we like to do here on Herb Talk. So magical engineer Frank and I are ready to roll. Thanks for joining us here on Herb Talk on American Voice Radio. We are going to be talking about some essential blood pressure issues today. Um, yeah, do you know what the mainstream media is saying? Well, if you've got blood pressure, you may be salt sensitive. You heard that one? Well, we're going to debunk that. Uh, We're also going to be talking about uh, throat cancer coming up 
um, maybe some digestive issues. And if we get time, the do's and don'ts about organ cleansing because the spring is the best time to do your organ cleansing, get you all set up for a healthy summer. And a lot of people like to do it during the change of seasons. And they, that you know, prompts them to remember to do it. So well, if we get time, we'll talk about that. And we have a quack report, but before we get to all that wonderful stuff, a big salute and semper fi to righteous men and women in uniform. I'm always lifting our men and women that defend us sincerely, heartfelt ones. I lift them up in prayer um, and all of America. I'm praying for, I'm sure you all are too, righteous leadership in this nation to, you know, get some normalcy back. Aren't you starved for, for normalcy? I know I am. I'm starved. I'm starved for a normal sky. Uh, normal news report. Thank you. Uh, you know, just something that's no. I mean, the maze of deception is just wearisome. And the good folks of Australia. I mean, why didn't Americans come up with this? But the good folks of Australia are going to pray for our nation uh, for a full week, prayer and fasting, from the 30th to the 6th of May. And I, I'm going to join them in prayer and fasting. Hope you will, too. And some people say, you know, I think it's just too late. It's just, you know, we, we, that time has passed. We've, we've gone beyond. You know what? I would believe that if I didn't believe there was a holy, righteous God sitting on his throne. Yep. And so we're supposed to plead for truth, ask for justice, seek the Lord's face, mind the time. And if it's God's will, he'll do it. But it's our job to ask. So I'll be fasting and praying. I hope you will, too. And without further ado, let's do the crack report. Thanks, Frank. Okay, what do we got in the crack report? Oh, the head transplant doctor's back. Remember that guy, the Italian surgeon? It's Sergio Camarillo. Um, Well, he's going to do it. He's got it all already. It's lined up. Diagrams and everything. Oh, my goodness. Um, They're going to do it in China. Because nobody else will let him on their on on their soil, so um, he's going to do the first head trend. It's a man, so they're going to cool down the head, and doctors will operate. Um, they're going to switch the head to a different body. Um, they only have a few minutes to do all this stuff uh, to attach blood vessels and so forth. Um, but they said it shouldn't take long. They're going to do it in less than an hour. Oh boy! So uh, they said. The patient for this first attempt. How would you like to be that first patient? Oh, no. I would say be, no. You know what? I'd like to go home and see the Lord before I do that. But uh, the first patient that the uh, surgeon has uh, lined up, um, well, he's sick. Okay? He's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a serious disease, a terminal disease. So I guess, you know, he's going to go for broke. And his name is um, Valerie. Uh, off. he's a Russian, um, 30 years old. He has a, a Werdning Hoffman's disease, which means all his muscles waste away pretty rapidly. It's on a decline, you know. So uh, some people say it's a political stunt. This whole thing is just fake, right? I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. But um, uh, my brain says there's a couple of politicians that may want to you know, line up for that. What, what do you think? Put Hillary's head on who? <laughs> who should we swap heads with? I don't know. All right, get serious. We're going to move along in the craft report. 
Uh, vaccines, apparently, we have always suspected, cause a lot of uh, health issues, including autism, encephalitis, and so forth. Well, apparently, they have um, a new report, a new report. Oh, my engineer is saying we should put Hillary's head on a donkey. Please, Frank. <laughs> I've, I've gone past the head transplant now. I'm into the vaccine thing. The donkey's got to go. All right, so back to the vaccine issue. Um, GlaxoSmithKline, it was revealed, has over a 1,000-page report which acknowledges they know the vaccines are tied to autism. They outline actually a chart with a long list of conditions that the vaccines cause, including motor development delay, tremors, altered state of consciousness, autism, um, uh, mental impairment, disorder associated with their um, Inferix hexa vaccine, which, you know, you know is the MMR, uh, tetanus, uh, even influenza, um, the tetanus pertussis hepatitis vaccine particularly. So uh, actually the whole report was signed by Dr. Felix Arrilano, who was the vice president and head of the biological safety and uh, pharmacovalience of GlaxoSmithKline Biologicals. Um, and it says their summary says that they are, they are bridging the report, uh, the information presented in a two combined um, trials of diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, hepatitis B. Um, let's see. Anyway, they, they did this in 2011, the report, 2009 to 2011. And the document suggests that although there are several adverse health effects associated with these vaccines, the risk is not deemed to be problematic. Well, that's if you're not ra having to raise a child forever with, uh, you know, autism. You know anybody with, with, with an adult child? I'm not talking about your husband. I'm talking about an adult child. Yeah. Last but not least in the crack report, green leafy vegetables. Slow age-related cognitive decline makes you 11 years younger, they say. That's right. Um, they say a diet rich in your green leafy vegetables dramatically slows the age-related cognitive decline associated with, um, you know, uh, you know, Alzheimer's, they call it, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. Uh, this was a, published in the Experimental Biology 2015 um, meeting in Boston, um, Rush University Medical Center. Uh, they they, had a, they published a report and presented it. So the researchers found that you have a lot of protective benefits from your greens, including vitamin K, which the body seems to synthesize. Uh, there's a precursor to it. High levels of green leafy vegetables will synthesize the vitamin K, and uh, it just helps the brain, memory function, cognitive abilities. Um, the whole study is evidence that fruits and vegetables have vitamin K, lutein, beta-carotene, all these things they can't synthesize and make into a junk supplement. So um, eat your real foods, people, and be 11 years younger, younger upstairs in the gray matter. And that wraps the crack report. Well, I have to admit, uh, head transplants aside, uh, being political there, that was a good choice, Frank. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about essential blood pressure. 
uh, drug interactions is, you know, is one of the leading causes of death. And patients seldom really think twice about what doctors recommend that they take. Now, according to Dr. David Sack, he's CEO of Elements of Behavioral Health, he says that the average patient leaves the doctor's office with a minimum of two prescriptions per office visit. And he says most patients don't bother to check for the drug side effects or the interactions or if the medication will benefit them. Dr. Sack says that not we shouldn't depend on our pharmacy to catch any serious drug interactions. And it's pretty much set up, up to the individual, he says, to help minimize their risk of deadly drug use. So he says, you know, all that responsibility falls on you. Now, according to uh, chemist Shane Ellison of the People's Pharmacy, he's been on the show before. He wrote that great book, um, Nat, uh, Over-the-Counter Natural Cures. I like that book. It's awesome. But he used to work for the pharmaceutical company, and he saw the damage that was being done. So now he's a people's pharmacy advocate, and he says mixing any drugs is pretty much in his book called Russian Roulette, and I agree. He said Ellison reports that the United States has had an inadequate drug interaction warning system for over 40 years, and he feels that it is the Achilles heel of modern medicine. So the invention of computers, he says, can help track drug interactions, but sadly, drug alerts are overridden by doctors and pharmacists who consider them unimportant. So at the top of the Ellison list for drug interactions are your ACE inhibitor drugs and your angiotensin receptor blockers, which are often prescribed for heart and renal failure conditions. So it would appear that anyone diagnosed with congestive heart failure or renal failure runs the risk of dying from their medication. So it is a scary thought because that number is in the millions, folks. Millions of people have those conditions. So let's take a look and see how we can, you know, protect ourselves from these drug interactions. First, I want to mention salt because uh, modern medicine says a lot of us are salt sensitive. And they, and they say it like it's our fault, right? Um, there is this term in medicine called salt sensitive, which is a label that medicine uses for potential hypotension uh, types of patients. So, you know, you, you're, you're a candidate for the blood pressure meds. Um, scientific medicine blames salt for 95% of the high blood pressure cases and listing, and listing the underlying cause as undetermined. So they call this essential hypertension. However, medicine links this great mystery as to the, the cause. They, 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 don't have, they don't have any links to it. They just said it's salt's fault, but they don't know why. The underlying determining factor why it is, they don't know. So blood pressure is really influenced, though, by diet and lifestyle, and there is an essential link between the use of salt and blood pressure. However, all the facts are often missing. So scientists report that the Japanese are the race of the essential hypertension people because they eat a lot of fish from the salty ocean, or at least they did, and they consume more salt than any other people. So you'd think that entire country would be on blood pressure drugs, but they're not. So medicine has everyone thinking that if you have high blood pressure that you are salt-sensitive. So there are other factors that lead to your hypertension, such as obesity, stress, and diabetes. However, for the most part, it's lifestyle, and everyone has control over what influences their risk of disease through their lifestyle. 
Now, not all salt creates hypertension risk. So we're told that normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. So these figures can fluctuate depending on your age, and it can ind indicate a cardio system in distress. So scientific medicine knows that salt is an essential element for good health. The problem is what kind of salt. So if processed salt is analyzed and we find it's lost all its nutrition, there's no minerals left. And salt is supposed to be the gold mine of minerals in order to offer cardiovascular support. So in ancient times, that's what they had. They had a salt with 84 microminerals in it. So the devitalized salt, which is processed, offers no nutrition support, yet, yet the hospitals on a routine basis will administer saline drips to all patients. How does that figure? Hmm? So processed salt is not a whole salt. So you want to look for your sun-dried, unprocessed Celtic salt. It contains the 84 microminerals. It offers your system support. It balances fluids. It strengthens cell walls. It helps to keep your arteries and veins strong but flexible in order for you to avoid things like arterial sclerosis and edema, just to name a few. And varicose veins, another one. Well, let's talk about some deadly combos. Uh, many people are under the impression that science, that I'm sorry, they're under the impression that since behavior is not forbidden or illegal, that it is approved by their doctor. So if a certain activity the doctor doesn't say anything about it, then you can go ahead and do it. What I'm talking about here is mixing certain drugs with certain other products. There are some deadly drug combinations which should be avoided like the plague, and, and, and we should make our children aware of the risk as well. An example is the use, of course, of prescription meds and the consumption of alcohol. But you would, you would uh, be shocked to learn people do this on a daily basis, and it's okay. So if doctors don't warn against drinking alcohol while on a medication, then they say it's safe, right? But in a majority of the cases, this is the wrong assumption. So if you would not drink and take street drugs, you should exercise that same avoidance with a prescribed medicine. So the age group that should really take particular notice is anyone over 50 years of age. Because in this age group, the number of prescribed drugs jumps because drugs weaken the body and puts you at risk, and people over 50 take on average five or more prescription medicines every day. So it amazes me that people are more concerned with the chemicals that went into the manufacturing of their flooring than what they're putting into their system through pharmaceuticals each day. So you want to layer in some alcohol with that, and you can expect a negative impact. So there are several serious drug and alcohol combos that we should avoid, and I'm going to go over them with you. Um, of course, we've all heard about the antidepressants, the benzodiazepine. Mix that up with alcohol and watch out. Making adult beverages or mixing them with your Xanax, your Clonopin, your Valium, your Antivan, or your Prozac, or any similar drug of that nature, will make you fall asleep. And the alcohol influences the absorption of the drug and patients, it influences their memory and they forget how much alcohol they had or even if they took their medicine. So alcohol in itself is a, is a depressant as well as the drug and it impairs your memory, your consciousness and actually it will lead to coma. So uh, this combo can lead to a dangerous spike in blood pressure and mixing alcohol with your over-the-counter antihistamines can, uh, can often serve up 
similar risk. Did you know that? Hmm. Well, let's talk about opiates, your painkillers and your alcohol, drinking alcohol while taking heroin, morphine, codeine, oxycodone, or Vicodin. Bad news. Uh, people will mix painkillers with alcohol so they get this euphoric effect, but it leads to a lethal dose causing respiratory arrest. And then there's stimulants and alcohol. Any stimulant, even Ritalin, uh, adrenal, meth, speed, cocaine, all mask the influence of your alcohol, and people drink more anticipating a high. So this pushes up blood pressure and creates tension in the body, making it very easy to overdose. And by the way, the stimulant class also includes caffeine, nicotine, diet pills, over-the-counter decongestants, and your cold medications. Uh-oh. Now let's talk about blood thinners. Uh, Taking your warfarin, your Coumadin, and or aspirin even, and uh, well, it includes it encourages uh, bleeding in the body. Add this is a blood thinning act you know, with these drugs, and then you add alcohol, which further thins your blood, and a disaster can happen. So it is not recommended to use blood thinner drugs and alcohol with medicinal doses of things like garlic, which is also a natural blood thinner. And also, also patients never hear this from their doctor, that blood thinner drugs and certain foods are bad news, like consuming them with spinach, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, and leafy green vegetables uh, all increase your bleeding risk because they interact with the drug wrong. Mm. So blood pressure drugs and potassium, we've got to talk about this because if you're using blood pressure meds, like uh, lunistopril, azestril, or prisonel, um, with any of your potassium foods or supplements, it will produce a heart arrhythmia and even death. So you want to avoid any drug with food or supplements that would lower potassium in the body, such as licorice, for instance, or some herbal teas and even some sweeteners. And see, people don't know this, and they'll just wind up in the ER, maybe down in the morgue, and and they don't know what happened. All right, let's talk about your statin drugs and niacin. Oh, what's wrong with niacin? Well, the cholesterol drugs like your statin drugs, real popular. Uh, but if you mix them with vitamin B, your niacin synthetic supplements, it'll lower your cholesterol further and cause muscle pain and damage. So there is also a danger to the, your kidneys when you mix your with even antifungal or anti-yeast medications. It's also recommended to avoid grapefruit juice when you're taking statin drugs to avoid liver and kidney damage. Say what? Something in the grapefruit juice? No, no, no. It's the meds. Mixing with grapefruit. See, don't blame the fruit. The fruit on itself is fine. You mix in that pharmaceutical toxin cocktail and you got problems. All right. Lastly on my list, I want to cover antibiotics and your blood pressure medicines. Have you heard this one? Some people have. A dangerous combo of antibiotics with your blood pressure medicine can cause a potassium overload called hyperkalemia, which is basically heart arrhythmia and sudden death. And when I mean sudden death, I mean sudden death. Uh, Most people are not given any warning about this deadly drug interaction. So out of 100,000 patients that are on blood uh, blood pressure medicines, one in 10 will also be prescribed an antibiotic. And patients that are using 
uh, this combo are seven times more likely to wind up in the hospital according to the archives of internal medicine. So this means doctors and pharmacists ignore the interaction warning of sudden death and override it. They have nicknamed this risk alert fatigue because they're filling so many prescriptions for blood pressure and antibiotics, they just skip over that button there, hit the skip button. I got too much to do. So they, they treat this situation as if the patient should monitor themselves more closely. However, sudden death is just what it means. It comes on suddenly and even can occur if a patient were in the intensive care. All right, well, I know. I, did I overwhelm everybody? I, I don't hope I didn't, but I just empowering you with info, I hope. And I want to talk about my health plan because my health plan isn't an insurance card, but it's a healthy lifestyle. Okay, that's my empowering uh, gift to me. Uh, eating more organic fruits and vegetables, getting some regular exercise really does go a long way to help avoid a lot of the top diseases and even death by prescription meds, okay? So you don't want to even be prescribed any of these drugs, so you need to take care of yourself. Because I know real salt, the sun-dried whole salt, does not create a hypertension issue, doesn't create heart failure, it doesn't create diabetes or renal failure disease or edema. Real salt doesn't do that. So your Celtic salt has been part, well, I've made it a part of my health plan for over 20 years. I, before I did the show, I checked my blood pressure, and it's 122 over 69. That's kind of like the blood pressure of a 20-year-old. At least that's what my doctor said to me a few years ago when I was in the office for a sprained tendon. So I'm, I'm, I'm not on any meds, not on any prescriptions, not at all, not in a million years. However, I, I do use herbs, okay, I admit to that. Uh, I like the hard herbs. The ones I like to use are hawthornberry, motherwort to prevent arrhythmias. I like aloe and cayenne, garlic, some red clover, and ginger root. Um, they're all there to protect the heart muscle, especially if there's lack of oxygen, and to, to strengthen it and to you know keep away um, viruses of the heart and things like that. So they're all in my heart formula. Okay, I use it, and it seems to really take care of most cardio issues because it strengthens the system, doesn't weaken it. So if I had a cardio issue, this is what I would do. I'd eat more fruits and vegetables, and I'd keep the meats to four ounces or less per serving. I'd get lots of regular exercise, and I'd use my Celtic sea salt, but I won't overdo it. And I'd use the heart formula. Now, if the situation were acute, uh, Diet-wise, I would just go strictly vegetarian, and in 30 days you can drop the cholesterol immediately to normal level. So everyone has this control if they want to exercise it. So if you'd like more information on how you can get your powerful herb formulas, your heart-friendly salt, call the folks at Apothecary Herbs. And their number is 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. Three six six three, and if you're outside the U.S., dial seven zero four eight eight five zero two seven 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 zero four eight eight five zero two seven seven, or you go to the website thepowerherbs.com. You can get there typing in herbtalklive.com too. But thepowerherbs.com—that's where your healthcare options just became endless. It puts the power back in your hands. And don't forget, spring—perfect time to cleanse away toxins to remove that stress on the system. 
and you can order your organic herb cleanses from Apothecary Herbs today, and uh, they are open 24-7. Um, if you want to call, there's always someone there to answer the phone and help with your order. Or if you need to talk to an herbalist, call during uh, business hours on Monday through Friday. So thepowerherbs.com, it's all about empowerment. It's all about you and uh, being strong and just smiling, just taking the power back, you know. It's liberating. Got to take a break. On the other side, more info. We'll be right back. Pumping life into the original medicine, herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our extra strength pain relief formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Leaping tall buildings with a single bound? Faster than a locomotive? Whoa! Find the Superman in you! Listen to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 
97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. PSA count high. Half of all men over 50 have an enlarged prostate. You can shrink your prostate without harmful drugs or risky surgery. The secret to healing the prostate is to cleanse the prostate and the liver. Call Apothecary Herbs to ask about the prostate kits for a comprehensive way to heal and soothe your prostate. Educate yourself on how easy it can be to disinfect, cleanse, and restore your prostate glands. Call Apothecary Herbs for the prostate kit and successfully reduce swelling, inflammation, dissolve stones, and cleanse the blood to obtain the results you need. Money-back guarantee with every purchase. Call the experts in organ cleansing. Call Apothecary Herbs now for the prostate kit and empower yourself. Toll-free, 866-229-3663 or international callers, 704-875-8010. That's toll-free, 866-229-3663 or visit the web at thepowerherbs.com. We're back. Yeah, we're back here on Earth Talk, and we're going to jump right in here really quickly and just kind of, you know, give the highlights on a refresher, especially if you're thinking about doing your organ cleansing, and we can kind of hit the do's and don'ts where people make mistakes, and you can avoid all that, Um, because, you know, people usually pick spring and fall to do their cleanses because they want to have a smooth sailing through summer, have more life and vitality. Uh, and then they want to also have the same experience through the holiday season. So usually spring and fall are the big months for organ cleansing. So um, there's lots of cleanses out there. I mean, if, if you were to Google them, oh, my goodness, the Internet's full of them, like 1.8 million websites out there that offer some sort of product for organ cleansing. So you want to do your homework. You want to be real careful out there because cleanses should be gentle yet effective and um uh, you don't want a whole body cleanse because that's just not the way the system cleanses. Um, the system has stages of cleansing, and you need to cleanse in the opposite direction of how they cleanse because that way you open up the elimination channels at from the last stage to the first stage so you have a free flow of toxins going out of the body. If you don't do it that way, you run the risk of a backlog of toxins being resor- reabsorbed, and then you can feel like you're sick, like, you know, this made me sick, and then, you know, kind of just, you know, it gives you a bad taste in your mouth for cleansing, and we don't want to do that. Okay, so let's hit the, the mistakes. Um, most people don't follow the product instructions. That's one of the big things I've learned over the last 15, 20 years being in business is uh, people, you know, get their products all excited, and they just, you know, crack it open, and they didn't bother to read the instruction sheet. 
all of a sudden they're, you know, they may call and say, you know, this happened, that happened, and go, well, you know, did you read the instructions? No. <laughs> no, they just, they kind of just, or they just skimmed the label. Uh, on There's abridged instructions on the product label because there's just so much you can get there. But the info sheets that come with a majority of our products give you more in-depth knowledge on how to use them. Uh, we want you to be successful and, and, and be well at, at the end of your cleanse, so it's important to read the instructions. So that's number one. Um, the other thing that people do is um, uh, most people, you know, will buy a product, and, um, and that's it. That's the end. They, they, they have no product guarantee. They have no product support. Um, so a majority of the products that you're going to find out there um, don't have a health professional at the other end, you know, to, to help you tweak things, to help you. Um, answer questions and concerns. So that's another thing to look for when you're looking to do cleansing. Uh, also, most cleansing products um, that tend to promote that entire body cleanse shy away from because cleansing the entire body with a single cleanse will most um, it, it will it's not going to be effective in my opinion, and it could make you feel worse. So it could offer you um, a health risk. So be aware of that. Uh, and most people don't realize the importance of cleansing the body in the proper order or sequence. And that's what we try to educate folks on. And um, you can hit these highlights on cleansing on our website at thepowerherbs.com under the Healthy Guidelines tab. And you click on the organ cleansing info, and it kind of gives you a synopsis real quickly. It's not a lot of stuff you have to read because, you know, people just don't like reading stuff. But the information is there that you can glean real quickly in a nutshell oh, I'm supposed to start here, and here's the roadmap, and I'm supposed to end over here. So that gives people a mental picture, uh, and that really does help them out. And the other thing that people make mistakes in is they're, they're cleansing to remove toxins, right? You know, to get rid of debris, materials that tend to bog the system down and burden organs. Um, but then they don't think about recongesting the system if they have a, not a very healthy lifestyle. So uh, that's the other thing. Uh, you may have to tweak the lifestyle if you want to keep a level of health up there. Uh, so that's where I see the big mistakes mostly with the cleansing. And then some people want to know, um, you know, who should cleanse? Are there certain times that, you know, maybe I should avoid cleansing? Um, well, that is an individual question. Uh, but there is sometimes uh, a time to cleanse and a time not to cleanse. So let's say that you are have coming off a serious health condition, you're weak and maybe anemic, uh, you should wait until you're stronger before you attempt cleanses. Um, also, if um, you're recovering from a surgery, like uh, let's say a hysterectomy, open heart surgery, something of that nature, you definitely don't want to cleanse until you get stronger. Also, you don't want to cleanse if um, you're pregnant or nursing a baby. You want to wait until all that's done before you do cleansing. Uh, so, um, and also children don't really need to cleanse, usually. Um, I rarely see, you know, uh, people uh, younger than 18 cleansing. I rarely see people between 18 and, um, you know, upper 20s cleansing. Usually people don't think about cleansing until they're closer to 40 or so. So um, cleansing usually for, you know, later in life, 
that's the, the age group that I see. But uh, if you're an adult, you certainly can cleanse. Um, now, anyone who wants to cleanse toxins, um, you know, they, they can do that because toxins, I think, give disease a foothold. Okay. So it's a good way to lift the burden off the system so it can purge more cleanse, uh, toxins. So um, you start with the bowel cleanse. That's your first cleanse. Then you can move to the urinary tract. Um, men, they can also cleanse the prostate at that point. Uh, women, if they want a deeper cleanse, they can cleanse the kidney bladder area. Uh, then you can move to the liver and gallbladder, and those organs you can, as you've heard me say before, can be cleansed together. Uh, they kind of work in tandem together. And then the last cleanse is the blood system. And the reason you cleanse in that order is because the normal way the body detoxifies itself is the blood will take impurities, debris, um, and it'll run it through the liver. The liver has to man manufacture enzymes to neutralize any toxins, even including um, any kind of prescription meds you've been taking. And then the residues go to the gallbladder, and the gallbladder dumps everything through the duodenum to leave the body through the bowel and urinary tract. So the last stop for toxins is bowel and urinary. So you want to cleanse those uh, pretty, pretty much in the first stages, and then you work up through, and the blood system is usually always last. Now, there is an exception uh, to using any blood cleanse that um, we have here at Apothecary Herbs, and that would be for poisoning or venomous bites. Uh, we have, uh, or even inoculations, we've used it in a short burst for those serious situations to cleanse the blood of toxicity. So there are exceptions, and that's one of them. All right, so there's it is in a now, if you, if you decide you want one of our free product catalogs, we do have um, a table of contents, and one of the sections is organ cleansing, and the cleanses are listed in order, so it makes it really simple, you know, one, two, three, A, B, C kind of thing. Uh, you can, you know, start with one cleanse, cleanse, finish that, go to the next one. Uh, you can take a two- to four-week break in between cleanses if you like. Uh, the body will continue to purge toxins between that time, and that's a good rest for the system before you start detoxifying some more. So, but you can get through your cleanses in a fairly short period of time and, uh, and uh, just feel more energized, youthful, younger. Let's, and most people say they drop at least 10 pounds when they do their cleanses. So um, it's a way of lifting the burden off the body and it's able to purge more that it needs to purge. So there you go. That in a nutshell, um, thepowerherbs.com if you're looking for the website to check things out, or you can call for your free product catalog at 866-229-3663. All right, we're going to move on to throat cancer. And, um, and uh, no, I, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm going to save that one. I'm going to save that one for later because I promised to talk about digestion the other day, and I, and I didn't fit it in, so I better back it up here. And let's talk about that. Because, um, you know, personally, you know, I like my digestion to hum and run like a Ferrari, you know, just really smooth, you know, and, and, and just be that, you know, driving machine, if you will, uh, for good digestion. Um, so if you think about it, precision luxury cars are supposed to give the driver a better travel experience, right? They're made with, you know, better, more expensive amenities, and they're maintained better, better quality drive. Uh, so, you know, when I think of that, I think of the digestive tract. 
and how we drive our bodies and what kind of fuel we are using and how that's handled in our system. So are we careful to maintain the digestive tract as if it were an expensive car? I hope so. Do we eat uh, healthy or do we subject it to subgrade fuel, you know, really bad junk food, things, unhealthy things, you know, processed oils, preservatives, GMO foods, and God help us, prescription drugs, right? So what can we expect when we do that to the body? What signs would we expect? What, what, what kind of disease would the body manifest and signal to us that there's a problem? We've got a tune-up that we've got to do. Well, let's talk about how we can do that. Let's say you eat pretty well. You're pretty healthy. You avoid the GMO food. You get plenty of, you know, clean water. You even do some vitamin and mineral-rich foods in the diet, which is good. Um, but then we start missing some nutrition, and the body may start to signal some symptoms. Maybe you start to experience some gas and bloating, maybe some occasional diarrhea or constipation. Maybe you just got, you know, some lack of energy happening or even some cramping going on. So Dr. Benjamin Kravetsky, he's a gastroenterologist at Temple University School of Medicine in Philadelphia. He says we should pay particular attention to the fuel that we are using to run our body. So good fuel means less indigestion, less nausea, less bloating, less health problems, um, you know, uh, below the belt line, basically. So good fuel means that, you know, we'll have less problems down the road. Um, and he, say, he says it quite aptly. You wouldn't want to put cheap gas in a Ferrari, right? right? And likewise, you don't want to put malnourished, devitalized foods into your mouth. All right, let's talk about some of the foods that can cause digestive or tummy troubles. Um, if we eat too many foods and too much of them which cause digestive problems, we're going to list some of them. Uh, there's a list of foods that tend to prompt gastrointestinal uh, problems and it leads people to the gastroenterologist and they get scans, prodded, pr probed, uh, lots of tests. Who wants to steer clear of all that mess? Uh, dairy products on the list. Um, medicine will argue it is because of the sugar lactose in the milk that really causes a lot of digestive problems, but it's also the protein that's in the milk that's difficult for the digestive tract to break down and the milk will coat the system with a lot of mucus, making toxin removal more difficult. So you want to keep in mind that cheese is 10 times the concentration of milk and is also going to be a problem. So if you tend to experience diarrhea, cramping, and constipation when you have dairy products, it is the body's way of telling you, stop eating that. <laughs> so taking prescribed or over-the-counter medications to mask those symptoms is really not the option here. So your body's telling you, quit doing that, and then you'll get the results you want. So finding dairy substitutes is a lot smarter. Uh, almond, rice, um, coconut milks, for instance. Now they even have that new cashew milk. I haven't tried it yet, but I hear it's real good. Um, so they have lots of things, and even you know, um, uh, non-dairy ice creams and things like that. Always read for hidden dairy products in all your snacks and processed foods, packaged stuff. I mean, there's milk on potato chips. Um, there's milk in dips. There's milk in sorbet. So you got to really read your labels to avoid the milk. Also, some spices can be a, a kind of a you know obstacle course for us with digestive intolerance.
some people can't take spices. They can't tolerate them without experiencing digestive problems, um, and they're all of a sudden they're running to the bathroom. So if hot and spicy foods are a problem, then avoid them and opt for more of a bland type of diet. But in some cases, patients have been able to um, slowly over time build up a tolerance to a lot of those spices and avoid the digestive upset. So spices have health benefits. So if you can accomplish a gradual tolerance to them, then you might want to work on that. And then there's acid foods. Um, The digestive system has a balance of acids and alkalinity. Some people are more sensitive to acid-type foods, foods like fruit, fermented foods, pickles, beets, uh, vinegar. They present a digestive issue for some folks. So keep in mind that soda is really an acidic beverage and can cause stomach malfunction and digestive problems. So it may be that food source that's causing the issue, and it's not the other acidy types of foods, fruits, pickles, things. Uh, Also, let's talk about fat. Fat in your foods, they can cause some real problems, especially if you don't have a gobbler. So fatty foods can clog up our filtering organs like a carburetor full of gunk, basically. So when we eat too much fat, it slows digestion down, and the stomach doesn't empty as it should and puts undue pressure on the stomach. So when the digestive pace is off, it produces a constipation or a diarrhea problem. So if your foods are unbalanced and you have too much fat going on and you're having these issues, that's probably it. So be careful. Low-fat foods are also full of chemicals, and they tend to stimulate um, or stimulate a, a texture taste of fat and are equally as bad or even worse for the digestive system. So fatty foods will make the whole body feel sluggish and sleepy, Foods that are high in fats are going to be rich or um, limit those foods from the diet. Uh, if you eat meat, you know, kind of keep it to four ounces or less. A steamed vegetables uh, and maybe some complex carbs. And um, if you don't have a gallbladder, then those fats are going to be a problem because the gallbladder was the organ that helped your digestive system handle fats uh, and break them down. So... Uh, that's the reason. If you had gallbladder disease and had it removed, this is a problem. Fried foods. Oh, God, let's talk about fried foods. If you if you give me fried foods, I'm going to be sick. I mean, I I'm I've got my system so clean that if you give me any fried foods, I'm I'm not a happy camper. Uh, so what is it about fried foods that when we eat them, they give us problems? especially as we get older. We can tolerate them okay when we're younger, but as we get older, we're like, oh, no. Uh, So these foods have more fat in them. Um, They stay in the digestive tract too long. They create a bloating, gas, diarrhea issue. And typically fried foods have very little fiber to help them move through the digestive tract. So fried foods are notorious for indigestion and heartburn. And if you can't resist having a little taste, and and I mean a little, um, you may want to follow with some fresh apple or uh, water-soluble fiber types of foods to push that through the intestine, okay? Processed foods are on my list, too, because they lack a lot of fiber, and they do slow the transit time in the bowel. Uh, The key ingredients in most processed foods are going to be preservatives and artificial additives, which create an allergic reaction a lot of times. So people tend to have a lot of gastrointestinal issues, and they don't realize they're allergic to their diets. 
artificial sweeteners are also a big culprit. Uh, you know, they create a lot of digestive malfunction because they're difficult for the system to digest. Most labels will list this uh, type of sweetener as sorbitol, which is a derivative of a sugar found in fruit. And it tends to create excessive gas and bloating in the large intestine as well as diarrhea. So be aware, read your labels. And if you're a chewing gum nut, um, when I was younger, I used to chew gum all the time. Uh, but uh, back then, there was actually sugar in gum. Now it's all artificial stuff, so watch your chewing gum, okay? Alcohol is also on the list. If you have too much alcohol, it will be toxic to the lining of the stomach, and it can make your liver fatty, okay? Also caffeine. Some people tend to be allergic to caffeine but don't realize it. So symptoms can vary from uh, sleep problems to twitching and digestive upset. You get a stomach ache when you have a cup of coffee? Okay. Then no caffeine for you, at least not coffee. Switch to green tea. That's what I would do. Sugar. Well, if we have too much sugar, if we're a sugarholic, well, it puts a burden not only on the digestive organs, but also on the cells, all the cells of the body. Sugar can trigger heartburn, acid reflux disease. Sugar also makes you feel tired and you have less energy. So you want to watch the sugar. So maybe switch to something like honey instead or stevia. Um, now let's talk about food poisoning. That's the real problem. Have you ever had that problem? Oh, oh. And it's always at the wrong time, right? Well, there's never a right time for food poisoning. But, you know, it's always when you got to be somewhere or you're traveling. Uh, so it's easy to get, especially if, you know, you're eating out or maybe some food in your refrigerator is outdated and you didn't dispose of it. Uh, usual symptoms, as you probably recall, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, muscle pain, cramping, fatigue, ugh. So um, if it gets bad, you have to seek medical attention. Or you can do what I do. Uh, <laughs> I use three herbs together, sometimes four. Um, I'll use fennel seed, peppermint, and ginger. That will stop uh, the nausea and vomiting. And then for diarrhea, I'll add slippery elm. Now, if you tend to have challenging digestive issues, uh, you may want to nip a lot of this stuff in the bud and use gentian root. Gentian root is, um, oh, it's been used for centuries, thousands of years. And uh, and it really does improve the digestive enzymes and um, juices. And it just um, makes the whole meal process more comfortable. Uh, if you tend to have bloating issues and gas, you probably will eliminate those. Um, and it's, it's what they used to make vermouth from. And vermouth was a beverage they served a half hour before dinner and it improved digestion. And it prevents overeating. So gentian root will prevent overeating. So if you tend to do that or you know somebody that does and then they're just miserable all night long, uh, gentian root will nip that in the bud. So if you're looking for any of those digestive formulas, they're all on the powerherbs.com website, obviously. Also, if you get stomach pain, my first choice for stomach ache is peppermint. Now, you can use a tincture. You can use peppermint tea. Um, but sometimes the peppermint doesn't touch stomach pain. And people are just like, it's like something gnawing at them. So then I always turn to the gentian root. It will stop stomach pain really quickly. What 
I would say less than 10 minutes, okay? So I, I love dentine root. It's one of those digestive thumbs-up, uh, mother-approved things. All right, there are some age-related problems because as we get older, guess what? Our digestion gets affected by age. Not everyone experiences constipation and other problems, but as we get over to the age of 60, we may experience some of these fairly regularly. So it's important that as we get older, we continue to be vigilant with regular exercise to keep the digestive tract humming because um, we're designed to move, okay? And uh, we want to also make sure we get plenty of fiber because the reason you want fiber is it swells up in the large intestine and pushes against the nerve endings of the colon, which stimulate it to move. So if you don't have enough fiber to swell up and stimulate the nerve endings, then the, the stool is just going to sit there. And this is where people get sluggish bowels, and they maybe only go once, twice, or maybe three times a week, and when you should be going at least two to three times a day. So we don't, want, we don't want to plug up your muffler, so we want to eat healthy, and we also want to get good exercise. Um, sedentary lifestyle is pretty dangerous for us and even our pets. Um, you know, horses can't lie down for too long, or they run the risk of cutting off circulation to their intestines, and they die. Keep that in mind the next time you think you want to be a couch potato, okay? Uh, also, uh, we don't want to consume too much cooked foods. We want to make sure we get live enzymes, raw foods in the diet. So don't be one of these people that has to cook everything. Make sure you get some fresh, raw fruits and vegetables going in the diet every day. Avoid excess sugar. Avoid excess alcohol. Um, seniors tend to be taking a lot of prescription meds, as we mentioned in the first half of the show, and this affects digestion. Especially pain medicines will slow the bowel down. And when you slow transit time and the bowel down, you slow toxin removal down. When you slow toxin removal down, you give disease a foothold. So we don't want to do that. So if you're looking for some uh, bowel cleansing products or digestive aids, you can contact the folks at Apothecary Herbs. Toll-free number is 866-229-3663. 866-229-3663 puts the power back in your hands and you take back the control. And uh, herbs are good. Guys, herbs are good. I'm out of time. I hope you have a great weekend. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease, but seek medical advice if you dare from a licensed medical physician before using any product or therapy. I'm your herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 541- Two two five four six five nine. That's five four one two two five four six five nine. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many. Messiah's Branch at the Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the streets. They all need what you need for aid, beds, food, clothing, Science Branch Broadcast, a one-hour promise of 
program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. Now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is April 23rd, 2015. The world is in turmoil Most just really don't realize it But we are in that time of the end And that's the time before Messiah's glorious return So it's time to get out of sin The world and look to the holy city Look to the one who suffered and died for you Please make this choice tonight If you need help after this program Call me, I'll pray for you or with you If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number Your prayer request or message And of course, you can always Email me from the website Um and send me your phone number and all those kind of things, and that works also, and I'll call you from there. Anyway, the phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682. In an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. You can always find updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address all at our blog, which is prophecyhour.com, which you ought to put the www in front of it, but if you go prophecyhour.com, side bets, if you Google it, it's going to come up for sure. Anyway, and remember, we are a national satellite radio program, airtime costs, so please pray about supporting airtime. Excuse me. Our program archives can be found at prophecyhour.com and branch.podomatic.com. Both are very smartphone-friendly. In fact, at branch.podomatic.com, they have an Apple app and an Android app, and so you can go over there and get those things. I'm working on making an app for prophecyhour.com. I haven't had very good luck with it. I've tried two or three of those app applications. So if you know one of the free ones that work real good, send it to me, or maybe you might want to make one for me. That's a good idea. So uh, send me your information, send me an email on it, or call me. Anyway, and I I pray that you folks will continue to challenge other people to listen to our program. Share it with at least two or three other people. Okay. Now a prayer will bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name, I pray. Father, I need you to take over radio tonight because, you know, Father, I don't know how to do radio. Neither does our guest. Nobody knows how to do anything except for you perfectly. So, Father, I ask for you to take control of this radio program tonight. Give the people what they want to hear and not what we think that will, not what will glorify us, but that will glorify you, Father. And please give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. So, please, Father, bless this program tonight. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name, amen and amen. Well, tonight we're very glad to have back on with us Michael Snyder. He has a blog by the name of The Economic Collapse. He is also the author of the book, The Beginning and the End. 
Recently, he just made two DVDs. One is called The Regathering of the Ten Lost Tribes and the Economic Collapse, World War II and the Death of America. I can't wait to see both of them. Um, you folks guess which one I'd rather see first, because I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, shortly, he, uh, shortly ago, he wrote these, and I got these words of his. He says, I believe the greatest move of, of God and the greatest harvest of souls that the world has ever seen are coming. But this coming move of God is going to look very different from the way we, that we play church today. The era of the Christian superstar is ending, and God is going to restore things to the way they look during the early church. In the next move of God, we aren't going to put, Christ, put up Christian superstars on a pedestal and rely on them to do all the ministering. Instead, it is the people that are going to be doing the ministering, and the one that is going to, to get put up on a pedestal is Jesus Christ, and I say Yeshua Messiah. Um, yes, folks, that's the way I believe. And I, at this point, though, before I bring him on, I want to encourage you, if you have some dreams and visions of the time of the end, please send them to me, and I'll either read them on the radio program, or maybe you might want to come on and read them to yourself. Um, because I believe that the Father speaks to all. I don't believe that he just speaks to these superstars. But pray about it. Anyway, get a hold of me. Anyway, we'll use this thing to break the ice with Michael. And so I guess all I have to say now is welcome back, Michael. Are you there with me? I'm here, Pastor Dan. It's a real privilege to be back on with you. Well, I'm really glad to have you back. And and uh, I, I, lo- I, I can't get over your blog. There's article after article after article of useful information for the people. And you're just completely on top of everything, you know. Uh, how did that come about anyway? Well, uh, Pastor Dan, back in uh, 2009, I was just working as an attorney, actually, right in the heart of Washington, D.C., right down on K Street. I was uh, really becoming concerned about the direction of our country. I was becoming concerned about the corruption and the decay and everything. And I thought, well, what in the world can I do? I'm just an average guy that gets up in the morning, puts on his pants, and goes to work. How in the world can I make a difference? Well, I heard about uh, this blogging. And, you know, people were going on the Internet, and they were writing. And I thought, well, let me give that a try. And so I started to do that. And at first, very, very, very few people took notice, but I stuck with it. And over time, uh, the audience grew. And today, the economiccollapseblog.com alone gets more than a million page views each month. And so God has opened up the door for me to have this massive audience of people, and primarily secular people, that I can, and I talk about economics and, and a lot of other things, but uh, now I believe that the Lord is having me transition even more into uh, addressing spiritual issues. And in particular, um, something that's been on my heart is what you just read about, about how the era of the Christian superstar is ending. Well, what have we done for decades in the church? For decades, we've put these men and women up on pedestals, and we've worshipped them, and we've said, Okay, you do all the ministering. We'll send you our money. You do all the ministering for us, and everybody will be happy. And so they've built their mega churches. They've written books and, and published millions of books and gotten rich off their books. They fly across the country in their private jets. And when they go, they're not alone. Of course, uh, you know, many of these Christian superstars, they travel with a small army of bodyguards and assistants. 
And so you can't even ever get close to them. You can't ever, ever have a conversation with them because one of their handlers will, 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 will deal with you for them. Um, and so we put these guys out there, and they're on, constantly on television, they're constantly on the radio, and, and we've exalted them, we've lifted them up. But now what are we starting to see? We're starting to see a lot of them fall. We're starting to see some of these mega churches go bankrupt and actually sell off their church buildings. We're starting to see a transition, not that God has stopped moving, but what God is doing is he's doing something a lot more real and a lot more authentic. We're seeing the rise of home churches and home fellowships where people are meeting in private homes and really seeking after God and seeking something that's a lot more real than the mega churches ever were. We're seeing um, uh, 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 just ordinary people being used by God in extraordinary ways. Like you said, you want to hear what God is doing in the hearts of people because God just doesn't use Christian superstars. He uses ordinary people, people like you and people like me. And that's yeah, one of the reasons yeah. why, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, this is this is so on my heart because I never went to seminary. You know, my formal education is in business and then later in law. I have a law degree. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, but uh, God is waking up his people all over the world, and he's, he's making us realize that what we're doing in the church today, it doesn't look like the Book of Acts. It doesn't look yeah, like yeah. the first century. And, and so we're starting to see this organic movement, this revival as the denominational and mainstream churches, the mega churches, as they're in decay, their attendance is declining, they're, they're falling apart. But what we're seeing is that God is moving in a powerful way, but he's doing it not through an organization, there's no single person in charge of it, but all over the world he's raising up his remnant, and this remnant is going to look a whole lot like the, the early believers of the first century. Amen. Let me let me break in with a comment here. Um, first off, just for the record, uh, and this is to the folks, um, folks, that Messiah's branch is basically a home church with a building. While we we've been in church for a very long time, and we have congregation members, it's not our congregation is not very big. We are like a home church with a building. The reason that we have a building is because. The Father uses us to care for his people, and so that makes it a mission church. And so um, absolutely, and I've seen it, there's a lot of Messianic groups that are, that are popping up, or some call them Hebrew roots and some call them Messianic, but there's a lot of them that there's the people that are coming out of the church, and, you know, because they're just tired of all the, the you know, rhetoric and all the things that the church is letting in, and so they're coming out. And there is a great big home church movement, which is turning into smaller congregations. Back to you, Michael. Absolutely. And uh, I grew up actually in mainstream evangelical Christianity. My parents are still Baptists to this day, and we went to a Baptist church, and every Sunday morning I was in church, every Sunday night I was in church, sometimes on Wednesdays. And then there was Bible studies in the middle of the week. And so that's, that's how I grew up. Then I went off to college, and I got involved in some great mainstream evangelical organizations, some wonderful ones that I uh, uh, support even to this day. Um, but as I, as I left college, I started to realize, you know, um, I'm 
well, I'm experiencing, it doesn't look like the book of Acts. There's, there's more here. I know there's more. So I kind of left the mainstream evangelical churches, and I went on and I got involved in the charismatic movement, and I started learning about tongues, and I started learning about signs and wonders and miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and a lot of wonderful things that I learned that I didn't know about before. But then I started to see, wow, there's a lot of problems here which are even bigger than what I left before. And so my, my spirit, my heart, uh, I had learned some new things, but I knew, wow, there's something else. There's still missing pieces to the puzzle here. And so uh, I, after that, my wife and I, we got involved in the Hebrew roots or the Messianic movement, whatever you want to call it. We started to learn about keeping the Sabbath and the biblical festivals, and the wonderful things of God's law, and, and, and how uh, Yeshua actually commanded us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 19, to keep it, uh, to keep those things. And so the, uh, that was a whole new world for us, and, and we, we enjoyed that so much. But then in the Messianic movement, and I'm part of it so I can say this, the Messianic movement in America today is a mess. There's false teachers and false prophets and people doing all kinds of crazy things, and, and then a lot of people in the Messianic movement, they don't want anything to do with the supernatural, signs, wonders, miracles, gifts of the Spirit. They get so into the Torah that they just totally want, yeah. want nothing to do with the Spirit, and then and then they say, oh, we're so into the Torah, we don't even want to bother with leading people to Messiah, winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ, seeing people get saved. And so there's all kinds of distortions, and, and, and so I was kind of dis- I was discouraged about that. Well, a, a while back, the Lord, the Lord was really dealing with me, and what he uh, dumped in my, into my bucket was that, you know what, all these movements uh, have part of the truth, have part of the picture. You know, whether it's mainstream evangelicals winning people to Christ, you know, to the charismatics, the power of the Holy Spirit, or the Messianic, keeping the things of the Torah and the Sabbath and the festivals. Well, what what the Lord showed me is that the church of the first century combined all of these things. And in this last day's move of God, we're going to see all of these things restored. We're going to see all of the pieces brought together. And the remnant of the last days is going to look like, and we know that it's going to exist because it's in the book of Revelation. Uh, we talked about this on your program before. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, it says the remnant of the last days are those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So we're going to keep the commandments of yeah. God just like the apostles of the first century did. We're going to preach the gospel, and I believe see the greatest harvest of souls in the history of the world before Yeshua returns in this generation. And in, in order for that to happen, we've got to move in the power of the Holy Spirit just like the original apostles did. Yeah, amen. A couple of comments. Um, you know, I absolutely agree with you about what you say with the, the, the Messianic movement, but it isn't really, the, in a sense, it's more, I see that problem more in what they call, and believe me, there is a difference. There, there's a Messianic Judaism, which has been around since the time of Christ. That's who, you know, the Jews got saved, they became Messianic. Okay, and so most of those have Jewish people in them, and a lot of those, uh, most of the ones I've seen do, in fact, you know, believe in what you were talking about, you know, and that's how we believe. 
We believe in, in all the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in the fivefold ministry. We believe keeping the Torah, so on and so forth. We believe in miracles, all of those things. But then you had these people that came out in the Hebrew Roots movement, and some of them split off from the Messianic movement, so to speak. But they weren't people that were really, uh, and I'm not picking on anybody, but people that weren't just really completely qualified, you know what I'm saying, um, to be leaders. And they focused on just one part, like all the Torah. And then, you know, you'd go to the, the place and you'd never hear anything from the from the new covenant or the renewed covenant. You'd never hear anything from that, and you'd, and so on and so forth. So you're right. They've got part of it, but they're just not all together yet. I'm pray, I believe that there's going to be a theater or a movement that brings all that together. What do you think? Well, I, yeah, I think that God is, is starting to gather his people. He's starting to bring them together. And don't get me wrong, there's one, many wonderful ministries out there that are, do, do, are doing the things the right way. Your ministry is one of them, Pastor Dan. I love Messiah's Branch, and I want the listeners to know that I've been a financial supporter of Messiah's Branch for a long time. And I love what you guys are doing. And there's these little ministries popping up all over the place. And it's not just in the United States. It's all over the world that are doing things the right way. So, yeah, you've got some crazy people, some weird people doing different things. But (laughs) we're seeing people that are rising up doing things the right way, just like your original apostles did. We're kind of scattered all all over the place right now. But God is starting to bring us together, draw us together. And there's some incredibly exciting things on the horizon, even though we're moving into a time of great darkness and great chaos, and everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And so that's why I made made two DVDs uh, coming up, because in the first DVD for the Prophecy Club that I did, I talk about all of these horrible things that are going to happen, economic collapse, which people are used to hearing me talk about, and then... But beyond that, natural disasters, martial law, civil unrest, on and on and on, all these horrible things which men and women of God have prophesied are coming to this nation, the judgment of God, all leading up to World War III and the death of America. And that's a very hard message. It was a very hard message to deliver. It's a very hard message to hear, and, and, you know, because, because I love this nation and anyone who loves this nation would mourn at the things that are coming to this country because of our sin. But then the second DVD is the good news, and it talks about this remnant that's arising. It talks about how God, and God, the, 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 the scripture after scripture after scripture, I'm someone who uses a lot of scripture. In the Word of God, there is an enormous amount of scripture that talks about how God will gather his remnant in the last days. He will gather them home to the land of Israel, and he will do things uh, that are absolutely amazing, which will shock the world. So the second DVD was actually the most hope-filled message that I've ever delivered. I believe these two DVDs are the most important presentations that I've ever made in my life. One has a lot of the tough news and bad news about what's coming into this country, but then the second one is there are things to look forward to that most Christians, most believers have never even dreamed and never even heard of in their churches. Yeah, amen. Uh, let me go with this. Uh, first off, I'm going to give the folks the name of the DVDs. The first DVD, folks, is called The Economic Collapse, World War Three, and the Death of America. And, of course, you can find that at his website, which we'll get from him here in a few minutes. The second one is called The Regathering of the Ten Lost Tribes. 
I strongly suggest that you get both of them. And no, I haven't had a chance to view them, but I know Michael and I know how he presents. So they got to be dynamite. Also, I have an inside note. I talked with Stan about them today. Um, so I do know that, that what's in them, so to speak. But um, I definitely suggest that you should get them. Now, you know, Michael, uh, what I see, in, uh, and we've only got a couple minutes for break, but, um, you know, what I see in the, the so-called either Messianic or Hebrew Roots movement is what I see is that um, people are starting to recognize where Israel's place is. See, the replacement theology has crushed what the, the body of Messiah should be because of the replacement theology. I believe that now in this end time, we're, start, we're starting to drift back and be pulled back to Israel, and we recognize who we are. And that's the key thing, is realizing just who it is we are. Okay, we've got about a, two minutes for a break. You can make a comment, and then I'll ask you for your website. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Pastor Dan. I'm someone that stands with the nation of Israel. I love the Jewish people. Unfortunately, for most of church history, the church has been very negative about Israel. In fact, for several centuries before 1948, the church, the mainstream church, the denominational church, was teaching that, no, the people of Israel will never be regathered to their land. There will never be an actual physical nation of Israel again. We should just take all of that as allegory. We can't take those scriptures literally. This is what they were teaching in mainstream churches. They were saying, oh, those prophecies about Israel, just don't pay attention to those. Those can't be literal. It's impossible. It's preposterous. But it happened. 1948, yeah. God established the nation of Israel and brought the Jews, started bringing the Jewish people back to the land, just like he said he would thousands of years in advance. Even though men, even though churches were saying it was not going to happen, the Word of God is always true. And God loves Amen. Israel. God loves the Jewish people. He brought them back. And then the Word of God said they're going to get back control of Jerusalem. That happened in 1967, just like the Word of God said thousands of years in advance. Amen. So, I'm going to cut it off right there. Um, give them your website, and we'll get out of here for a break. Sure. My web- website is theeconomiccollapseblog.com, or if you just go to Google and put in the economic collapse, it's the first result that came up. And if you're interested in these DVDs, just click on the graphics that you find on every page of my website for these DVDs, I'll take you right to where you can order them. All right, amen, folks. I suggest you do just that. And while we're on live radio right now, you folks that are going to be listening later on podcast on your, on your smartphones, there will be a link to his website with this program. But we'll be back in three minutes. for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. 
you need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 225 4659. That's 541 225 4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. We are back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Messiah's Ranch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Folks, please remember to pray tonight about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. So why did so many people come to us for help? Why are we important? Well, love, that's the first answer. We treat people as family. We give them a relationship. Yes, we are a Messianic ministry, and, you know, we are like a home church with a building. But you know what? 
we give them the relationships. They come there. They ask them for Bibles or ask them for miracles. We even have police officers tell us that we are a legend because of all the things that we do, all the miracles that happen there. That's because we are led in the Spirit. So pray about it, folks. We really do need your help because, like I say, you know, we're just a, a, a family church ministry, and we, um, you know, we don't have a huge, that's what I was going to say, we're not a mega church. We don't have a huge congregation that pays for things. It's people like you that listen to the radio, that make donations, and that's what makes us, uh, makes us allows us to survive. So pray about it. We have no set guidelines like programs. People say, call me all the time, well, what kind of program do you have? Well, how about the program is walking in the door and asking for what you need, and then we'll pray about it, and then if we have what you need, we're led to help, then we fill that need. If we don't have a way to fill that need, we do what? We pray it in. This is why even agencies and all their employees tell the people about the Father's Little Mission Church. You see, when their guidelines stop them from helping, the people that work in those agencies send people to us. People who have millions of dollars in their budget send people to a place that really has no budget. We are very responsible to help um, each other because we are the last hope for each other. We are responsible. We are our brother's keepers. So, you know, folks, the, no matter what size donation, it helps. But the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find us information at prophecyhour.com. That's at prophecyhour.com. Or you can simply call me at 620-878-4682 if you need that kind of information. And so pray about it. And also you folks out there that have websites, pray about asking us for a link to put on your website because that would also help share, get this radio program out. If we get the more listeners that we get, then the more people that will get supporting the Father's work, more people getting saved, more people getting fed, more people getting fixed up when they're when – they're, we fix people up when they're beat up, bloody, they come wandering in. We help homeless and poor. We, we have people that come from all over the city asking for prayers that aren't homeless because they've heard of the miracles. So pray about it. Anyway – now we're back with Michael Snatter and the, from the Economic uh, Collapse blog. Are you there with me, Michael? I'm here, Pastor Dan. Okay. Well, um, so what do you want? What direction do you want to go in the second half, brother? Well, let's uh, pick up where we kind of left off talking right before the break. We were talking about how God had re- miraculously got, regathered the. Uh, uh, Jewish people to the land of Israel, just like he said in his word that he would do. But now for most Christian denominations, they consider, well, that's kind of where the story ends. The people of, of, uh, of, of Judah have been regathered to the land, and, and that's the end of the story. But it's not the end of the story. There's actually more chapters to come. And, and in order to understand that, you kind of have to understand a little bit of, uh, of history. You know, back in the times of, of Israel, if people remember under King David and then his son King Solomon, there was the United Kingdom of Israel. All 12 tribes were united in a single nation, and it was the greatest superpower on the entire planet at that time. And all the world, you know, uh, uh, came to King David and then to King Solomon uh, because they were kind of the, 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 the hub, the center of everything. Uh, at that time, but then after the days of King Solomon, his 
son came along, Rehoboam, and uh, and uh, under him the, the kingdom divided. It became a divided kingdom. Ten of the tribes went north with, under Jeroboam, and they became the northern kingdom, known in the scriptures as Israel, or by their dominant uh, uh, tribe in the north, Ephraim. They, they were in the north, and the south was Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, they're, they're the southern kingdom known by the dominant tribe in the south, Judah. So Judah and Ephraim existed side by side for centuries. And then sometimes they were friendly, but most of the times they fought wars with each other. They're angry with each other. And so we actually read in the scriptures about these wars that Judah fought against Israel. In fact, one war alone, half a million people died in, a, in one of these wars. And it wasn't like the war today where you shoot someone, bang, they're dead. It was hand-to-hand combat with swords and with spears, and so there were limbs and there were heads cut off. And you just, just imagine a battlefield with half a million dead bodies laying around. I mean, these were brutal wars. And so the two kingdoms existed side by side for, for a, 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 a couple centuries, and they both fell into sin, but the northern kingdom fell into sin first fell away from God, did horrible things, and then eventually God allowed the Assyrians to come in, invade them, and exile those remaining left in the land. And according to most churches, they're never to be heard from again. Of course, that's not true at all. That's not what the Word of God says, and we'll get to that in a moment. The southern kingdom continued for uh, another century or so until eventually the Babylonians came, the next great superpower, conquered Judah, took them away, but then they came back under uh, Cyrus, king of Persia, and the Persians. Um, you know, uh, and there was that uh, time away for about 70 years. But they came back to the land, and 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 they were always under another power. But they lived in the land of, of Israel up through the time of Christ. Um, and then in 70 A.D., of course, the Romans came and and flattened Jerusalem and scattered them all over the world. But the people of the southern kingdom never lost their identity. They always knew they were from Judah, that they were the Jewish people. And so wherever they went around the world, they remembered who they were. And now as they've regathered to the land, they remember their identity. But the people of the northern kingdom, the scriptures tell us that they would be mixed in among the peoples all over the world. And the book of Hosea tells us that they would be, after they left the land, that they would become a great multitude that no one can possibly count, like the sand of the sea. So when we're looking for what happened to them, because they're known as the ten lost tribes of Israel, everyone says they're lost. Well, in my presentation I showed that they weren't actually lost. Through history we can trace their migrations. We can trace where they went. We can trace what they called themselves and where they traveled. And, 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 and what has happened to them is exactly what the scriptures say. They've become an exceedingly vast multitude. They've become mixed in among the Gentiles, all over the nations. But God promises in his word that in the last days, he will regather those lost tribes. He will regather the northern kingdom, and he will reunite them with the southern kingdom. Ephraim and Judah will be reunited, and Ezekiel chapter 37, it says they will be reunited in, uh, as one stick, in the land, they will have one ruler over them, and they will never be divided again after that. And now we've been waiting for 2,700 years for uh, these prophecies to come to pass, or 2,500, depending on you know which ones we're talking about. Right. So we've been waiting for millennia for these prophecies to be uh, uh, fulfilled, but now we're coming to 
that time. And, you know, a lot of people, they try to make an end-time theology out of a single verse. Well, what I'm talking about in terms of the northern kingdom of Israel, the entire book of Hosea was written to them, almost the entire book of Amos, and then chapter after chapter after chapter. And there's so much scripture that talks about this reunification. If people want to pull out their Bibles and look it, look it up, just some of the scriptures you can look at include Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 30 and 31, Isaiah chapter 11, Zechariah chapter 10, Ezekiel chapter 37, like I talked about. And on the DVD, I go into a whole bunch more. And in Jeremiah 23, it talks about this exodus that's coming that is going to be so great that we will not even talk about the first exodus anymore. It won't even come into our minds anymore because this next exodus is going to be so much greater in which God is going to gather his people from wherever they've gone. And so I trace, I spend a great deal of time on the DVD tracing the history of, of, of the migrations of the Phoenician alliance, the northern kingdom of Israel, and the, the, the city-states of Tyre and Sidon. In fact, if you remember Queen Jezebel, she was from Sidon. She was uh, the, uh, the, from one of these Phoenician city-states, but the northern kingdom of Israel and these city-states were very, very closely aligned, and they, they were the great sea power of the ancient world, and they founded colonies all over the Mediterranean Sea, and actually up the west coast of Europe, in Spain and France, and then Ireland and Scotland and England, and actually in the presentation I showed, there's evidence they made it to North America, but all these colonies all over the world, and the most famous of their colonies is called Carthage, and the great Carthaginian Empire, Carthage was actually an Israelite city, in Hebrew the name meant the new city, that was what Carthage that name is from the Romans, actually, but the, the name of the city itself was the Hebrew name for the new city. So the Carthage was this giant city and empire that uh, by itself uh, traveled the world and, 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 and explored all over the known world. Um, uh, but that was a, it was an Israelite empire, along with the, the people Tyre and Sidon and so forth. And so I talk about that, all these migrations by sea. And then I talk about the migrations over land when the Assyrians started to come in and put pressure on the northern kingdom of Israel. A tremendous amount of people migrated north, and they became known as the Scythians. They became known as the Sumerians or the Kimmerians, however you prefer to pronounce that, and by a, 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 a bunch of other names. Right. They migrated uh, up north into southern Russia, and from there they started migrating to the west, into Europe. In fact, Scandinavia, most people have never heard this, but the original name of Scandinavia was Scathanavia, after the Scythians, after the right. Israelites mixed in with other peoples, of course, migrated up into that area and settled it. Um, and so I talked about that. I also talked about the great Parthian Empire that uh, emerged, very closely related to the Scythians, but at the time of the Roman Empire, at the time of Christ, the, the other great superpower in the world was the Parthian Empire. And the, actually it was the Parthians that sent a representative to visit the, the, the infant uh, Christ uh, uh, when our Messiah was born. We read in the, in, the, in the story, when he was born, there were wise men or magi from the east. Well, magi those were actually Parthian officials. They were coming, and they were actually coming because uh, 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 the, the bloodline of the kings and the emperors that ruled the Parthian Empire were related to King David's bloodline. So they're coming to visit uh, Yeshua 
uh, as a young child because they had heard that someone who could possibly take the throne of the Parthian Empire uh, had been born, and they and they wanted to investigate this because the uh, at that time in Parthia, this great superpower, this great empire that stretched from the Euphrates River all the way to India, the ruler of that empire always came from a certain bloodline, and it wasn't always the firstborn son. It could be anybody that had that bloodline, which was actually related to King David, and I talk about all this in my presentation, so that's why they were there. Because, and, and then when Christianity started to spread after the time of Yeshua, the, the, the areas of Parthia readily embraced it. Why? Because they had gotten to mean that, that they were from the lost tribes of Israel, but that their Messiah had come. He had died for their sins. Yeah, and, then, you know, and, and, uh, and, and Josephus records that at the time of the first century, everyone knows the great Jewish historian Josephus. He said that he knew exactly where the Tenoth tribes were. They were beyond Euphrates, and that was the historical border between the Roman Empire and the Parthian Empire. So when he said they were beyond Euphrates, he was saying they were in Parthia, and then Scythia was farther north. But so Josephus, at the time of Christ, knew exactly where the Tenoth tribes were, and they were in Parthia. And then I talked in my presentation about how Parthia fell. They started migrating into Armenia and then up uh, uh, into southern Russia where the Scythians were, and they were part of this great migration toward the west, toward Europe. And so the reason I go into all that history is so that people can start to realize this. So what the Bible said, exactly what it said came to pass in terms of they were mixed among the nations. They became a vast multitude, and they were literally scattered all over the earth. But now in these last days, we're seeing all over the world people waking up and realizing that the Bible says we're to be brought back home, we're to be regathered, and people are waking up and realizing, hey, I want to be part of this. And now, in this great group of God that's coming, there's no one that's going to be checking anyone's DNA or anyone's bloodline to say, okay, do you have the blood of this tribe or that tribe or whatever. There's not going to be any of that. If God's working in your heart, then you can be part of it. It's just like the first exodus coming out of Egypt. It was a mixed multitude. Yeah, the tribes of Israel came out, but also a huge massive number of people that were not uh, Israelites originally came with them in this mixed multitude out of Egypt. It's going to be the same thing in this last group of God. Back to the land of Israel, it's going to be a mixed multitude. There's going to be people, yes, that are descended from the ten lost tribes, but there will also be uh, many, many other believers from all over the planet coming back. And you know what? Where God is going to bring us? He's in the book of Hosea, it says God is going to uh, bring the people in the exact place where it says, you are not my people, there it's going to be said, you are, you are my people. You are the sons of the living God. And so God is going to bring his people back to exactly where they were living before. And I go over scripture over scripture after scripture on this. He's going to bring them back to the mountains of Ephraim. He's going to bring them back to Samaria. And you know where that is today? It's in the West Bank. It's in the most hotly contested piece of real estate on the entire planet. God, what God is going to do is going to shock the world. He's going to take people who don't know, even know who they are from all over the world. They've lost their identity. They're not a nation. They don't even realize who they are. He's going to gather them together. He's going to bring them back uh, to the most, the most hotly contested piece of real estate on the planet, the West Bank, yeah, where the yeah, Palestinians yeah. are. And we're going to be living there. And we're going to be reunited to Judah and become one stick in the land, and we'll never be divided from them again. And, and everything that the Bible says is going to happen. And, and 
Bible actually says. Okay, just a minute. Um, I'll let you breathe. Um, first off, you said, you know, it, it taught, uh, of course it's all over the Old Testament. And, you know, people are really shocked when they really read it and realize that there's a whole bunch of prophecy there that they're not getting. The New Testament just has basically a summary, so to speak. People want to go to Revelation and say, okay, that's Bible prophecy. Well, that's just a small summary. You know what I mean? It's, you know, kind of like an overview or something. But the point being is, is you know, like I was talking, I, I went to list a piece of real estate the other day. I talked to a realtor, and we got to talk, and we talked like 10 minutes about this place for this uh, group. And then we talked for, like, I, I witnessed him for, uh, well, the Holy Spirit was the witness to him for over an hour, hour and a half at least, minimum. And, you know, what? He, one of the things that got me that he said, he said, well, you know, I read the New Testament because it's just so much easier. I just can't get past all of the names that I can't pronounce in the Old Testament. And he said, and that's why I don't read it, you know, over and over. And so that's the way, Brother um, Michael, with, with a lot of people is is they don't read the Old Testament because they can't get past the words. And, and you know, but folks, you need to find a group, a Torah observant group in, in, in the neighborhood and, and start sharing that. And if they're not, if the Holy Spirit isn't present, well, you know, you need to get find one that is. Um, that's absolute. There has to be all of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, now, I know some people go to, you know, they'll go to a place that just that reads the Torah and they study the Torah. But if that's the case and that's all that's going on, don't let that be your only source. You can go there. Listen to the Torah being read, but find you a place where the Holy Spirit is present and miracles are present. Michael, what I want to ask you is, what do you think is going to be the catalyst for this sudden migration of people to go back? Is it going to be war, famine? What is it going to be? Yeah, and that's what I talked about in my first DVD, actually. I talked about the, all the horrible things that I believe were right on the verge of coming to this planet. I believe the worst times in the history of the United States are coming. Like I said at the top of the show, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And it's not just economic collapse. In this DVD, I talk about things that I've never talked publicly about before. And I talk about how God still speaks. God spoke to Adam in the Garden of Eden. He spoke to prophets all throughout the Old Testament. In the book of Acts, we read about prophets and prophetesses. And then in the book of Revelation, of course, we read about the two witnesses who prophesied for three and a half years. So God has always spoken, he's speaking now, and he always will speak. And God's speaking to men and women all over the world, men and women who have a track record of being correct. Not everyone who calls himself a prophet is a prophet. You should know that. But there are real prophets, and there are men and women of God all over the world that God has been revealing details about what's coming, not only to the United States, but all over the world. We're entering a time of economic collapse, civil unrest, martial law, uh, war, and, and great natural disasters. In my DVD, I talk about the tsunami that's coming to the east coast of the United States. And that, uh, and, uh, it's going to be as the result of a meteor strike. And so many people have seen this. A great meteor is going to hit the Atlantic Ocean. A, a massive tsunami, hundreds of feet tall, is going to sweep over Florida and the east coast of the United States causing massive death and destruction. I also talked about a great earthquake that's coming to the center part, central part of the United States along the New Madrid fault line. When uh, there is a Palestinian state declared, and the United States is involved in that, when we see a Palestinian state 
the middle, right along the New Madrid fault line. It's going to be the worst earthquake any of us have ever seen, and it's actually going to create a new body of water from where the Great Lakes are now all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. I talk about that in the presentation. We're also going to see a, an earthquake in California, which changes the geography of this nation. So I talk about all these great judgments that are coming to this nation that are going to be nightmarish, that are going to be horrific. It's going to be the worst time this country has ever seen, and it's going to be the judgment of God. And, and I'm t I talk about the war that's coming to the Middle East. I talk about how Israel's going to get back uh, more of their land, that Israel's going to defeat their foes. And I believe after that war in the Middle East, after Israel has recaptured much more of her land, but Are you still there? Did we lose you? I think we lost. Um, I think we lost Michael. Did we lose you, Michael? Um, well, oh, no, I'm, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, I can hear you now for a split second. I couldn't get nothing, but uh, anyway, amen. So let's talk about the names of you. We only got about two minutes or so anyway, so we'll use this as a going out point. Um, the name of the first DVD is what? The first DVD is Economic Collapse, World War III, and the Death of America. And that's why I talk about all these prophecies and things that are coming to this nation. And then the second DVD is entitled The Regathering of the Ten Lost Tribes of Israel, where I talk about this great regathering and what the Bible has to say. Now, both DVDs, if you go to the economiccollapseblog.com or if you go to Google and type in the economic collapse, the first result that comes up. If you go to, to the left-hand column of my website, there's graphics for both DVDs there. You can click on those graphics and go, go to the place where you can directly order them. And I want, I want people to get this information, to understand it, then contact me, write to me, tell me what you think. I want to hear from you. If, if God is tugging on your heart, if you feel the tugging of your the Holy Spirit, then you know that's a real good sign that God wants you to be involved in what's coming here in these last days, this great move of God. And I want to hear from people. I want to hear from the remnant. Because what God is about to do in this nation and all over the world, it's going to shock the entire planet. Yeah, amen. You know, brother, I, I honestly believe, and I've been saying it for a while, I say, there are, there, right now the Father is preparing witnesses. Um, and, you know, all over the country, some people will say, well, they're apostles or they're prophets or whatever. I believe real apostles and prophets and those kind of people that have those gifts aren't out there pushing the name that they're apostle or a prophet or whatever. You know, you'll just know them from the miracles and their actions, and it won't matter what they're called, so to speak. But I believe that they're, they are going to shine, and they're going to be great witness when this calamity comes upon America. Then these witnesses are going to stand up all over the world, and they will be the ones that are doing the leading, and there will be miracles, and amen. It's going to be a glorious time, you think? Oh, absolutely. And like you said, we're not going to be putting people up on pedestals anymore. The, the person that's going to be put up on a pedestal is Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ, our Lord and Savior. He's going Amen. up on a pedestal from now on. And the people, you know, it's not about how much you know, and it's not about what kind of a title you can put in front of your name, but what matters is how much you love. That matters uh, uh, in Amen. terms of how mature of a believer you are, how much you love. Let us endeavor to be people of great love. Yeah, amen. Well, really, brother, we got to go. Give the your website one more time, and I'm going to have to say goodbye and shalom. 
yeah, come to theeconomiccollapseblog.com or if you go to Google and type in economic collapse, it'll pop up right away. And you can order the DVDs right uh, in the left-hand column. Um, and Pastor Dan, once again, thank you so much for having me on. All right. You be blessed, brother. We'll talk again. Goodbye and shalom. All right, folks, that's the economic, uh, theeconomiccollapseblog.com. And if you're listening to Radio Archives, wherever you're listening to, whatever your link you're looking on, you'll see a link to his uh, radio program. Go to my website. You can find a link for it over there, too. Um, be on the right-hand side where it says links. Uh, I'm going to make an updated link for it tonight. Anyway, folks, you pray about supporting the Wichita Mission Church, and if you enjoy these radio programs, I pray that you support radio because it does cost to produce these programs, and it costs for airtime, for satellite. It also costs for Internet. i got to go. You must remember there is only one God. He is your father. He's a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach, and he gave his life for repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way of the Father. Remember, always, 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 always be a blessing to others. Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, ask in Yeshua HaMashiach's name that the Father blesses and keeps you, and his face shines upon you, and is gracious to you and gives you peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 668. Five, one. Tune in next time to Messiah's Branch. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their heads. Too many can be seen. Messiah's Branch at the Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children, once at home, now in the streets. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316-619-4886. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19. 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. 
Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band, free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 541- Two two five four six five nine. That's five four one two two five four six five nine. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Got a package full of wishes. Time machine, a magic wand, a globe made out of gold. No instructions, no commandments. Laws of gravity or indecision to uphold. Printed on the box I see. Acquis build a world to be. Take a chance, grab a piece. Help me to believe it. What kind of world do you want? Think it is. Wish for history stop. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Sulphur Hour Plus One on American Voice Radio Network.com. And it's the 23rd of April, 2015. And we have a special guest tonight. We haven't, gotten, we haven't found her on the great telephone network as of yet. We will in just a minute. Her name is Carolyn Ashley. She's a yoga girl, former lingerie model. You know, if that doesn't get the attention of the men, well, then just go back to sleep. Uh, and we'll discuss how uh, Sulphur has been instrumental in her yoga groups and, and her general health and, and the fact that she's pretty. Well, I mean, what's wrong with that? We could be ugly. I mean, Adam's an Antarian, and I don't know. Do you think you're pretty, Adam? Well, and, and Terry's, yes. Oh, okay. All right. And then, Not uh, so much Richard, on Earth. I'm... Yeah, I can understand it. Richard, Richard L. Stump, are you here? Are you pretty? Well, Richard's not with us yet. John Panaguti, former pilot, are you pretty? Boy, we're, 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 batting, <laughs> we're batting a thousand. All right, Mark from Australia, are you pretty? He's just a kid. Well, I, you know, Adam, I think it's just you and me. It looks like it. Well, at least for right now. Um, and I thank you for the advice. I, I, I did increase the salt and... Uh, and I guess the thing that was interesting is that uh, the people from San Adams came by to see if they could buy my urine. It was really dark. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's often uh, a, either a shock reaction of some sort. Sometimes you can get that from working out at the gym, really, uh, with a really tough workout. What's a gym? <laughs> right. A gymnasium, you mean? Oh, oh yeah. No, I wrestled for nine years. I don't, I don't go into huh? a gym. I'm really? sorry. Yeah, that's. It's um, the people who went to the gym to get big muscles who wrestled me lost. <laughs> you know, That's what I, some people tell me. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's not in the size of your biceps or the power in your quadriceps. It's how you move and whether or not you're paying attention to the direction the other guy's going before he goes there. I mean, you know, I've challenged Jesse Ventura to a wrestling match on this radio station, and he hasn't <laughs> called. <laughs> well, I mean, is he afraid? Hell, you know, I'm 69. <laughs> Can you imagine the sound effects for two old guys pretending they're wrestling on the radio? I love it. <laughs> but, you know, um, because of Stephanie Seneff, um Jesse Ventura is, is just hopping mad at Monsanto. All just right. hopping, hopping mad. And then that guy who sings funny songs, Neil Young, He's written an album about, you know, the Monsanto days. Wow. You know, the um, and the, and the stock price for Monsanto keeps going down. I guess that's Stephanie's fault. We can't take any credit for that. Uh, and, you know, the only way that you change the ways of the corporations is you make them go bankrupt. That's good. Carolyn. Yes, Caroline is here. I'm sorry, I apologize. I knew it was Caroline. No worries. No worries at all. Yeah. Now, the, I think the only people that have joined us to date are Adam Bergstrom, who's an, who's an alien from Antares. Oh, nice. Yeah, very nice. It's, it's, it's a great outlook, you know, an out-of-world outlook on stuff. <laughs> Hi, yeah, Adam. Hello? Yeah, Richard L. Stump, our... Doctor from Muncie, Indiana, has also joined us. Say hello to Caroline. 
Hi, Hello, there. Caroline. How are you? I'm oh, very well, thank you. And you? Good, good. Good, good. Okay, and then uh, I don't know, has Mark joined us? Mark's down in Australia. Oh. You know, where yoga's done upside down. <laughs> well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you stand on your feet to stand on your head? Well, yeah, you know, it's um, uh, yoga folks have been instrumental in, in our study for a long time, you know, because they're sort of interested in surviving. And, you know, and, and the people, for the most part, who contact us, unless someone just threatened them if they didn't contact us, it was because they'd seen a benefit to the sulfur and they thought maybe they could too benefit. Mm-hmm. Now, I want, okay. you know, before we go any farther, um, I've read some uh, comments about your retreats, and most oh, of them cool. are, yeah, and most of them are not in the porno literature. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, they're not porno retreats. <laughs> no, no, they're not. I mean, oh, they have to, that's ten thousand people on What's man. What's all for doing to you? <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to say. You know, it's hard to say. John Panacuti has joined us. Are you there, John? I am indeed, sir. Good evening. Fantastic. You know, John's a pilot, and if you need people to be flown to Costa Rica, he could probably pull it off. <laughs> awesome. It's a long right, journey. So, yeah. Now, you know, the reason that uh, Caroline is our uh, guest is, one, she puts on one hell of a retreat, and some people need it. Yeah, you know, everybody needs it. And I, because, you know, we're about to drive each other absolutely nuts. I know. It's a tough time in the... Well, it's, you know, we've got 500,000 people who just want more. They just want more. They just want more. They're impatient. They want more. And, oh. you know, that's just two of us. So, so like, yeah. all your retreat from Moscow in 1815, or is it a different type of retreat? <laughs> <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was moving the serfs to another part of Russia. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that had that had nothing to do with freedom in any way. I mean, everyone. Uh, Caroline, do you have peons come to your place, or are they serfs also? Say that again. Could you repeat what you asked? I'm sorry. Are they peons or serfs that come to the retreat, or are they people uh, that really want to get healthy? You know, it's amazing who shows up. Honestly, I was at the SANS conference last year, Science and Non-Duality, and they they invited me to teach an hour course, which was much, was was an honor because Deepak Chopra got like 20 minutes, right? So here I am yeah, teaching an hour in my first time there, and I've got all these doctors and all Indian doctors, you know, tiny men. And tiny people, <laughs> and all these people have never done Kundalini yoga before. Really? And I just get them up dancing, and then put them in some uh-huh. yoga, and then put them in, you know, and play the most phenomenal music. So their spirit rises and elevates so much that, you know, because our our thing is about Yogi you know, Bhajan's four elements of teaching is poke, provoke, confront, and elevate. And when you elevate people, their hearts open so much that, you know, I had this couple, and I, I, I gave you that example because I had this couple come up to me after the retreat. 
Indian man and American woman, married for over 30 years, booked between the 13th at that time last year, it was December 13th through the 20th. They had booked a flight to Liberia, Costa Rica, but they didn't know where they were going afterwards. So when they came to my class that day, they, you know, asked to meet afterwards and book reservations for my retreat because they fell in love with the practice so much. Now they come, they come to Liberia and they come, then we, you know, it's about two and a half hour drive to Nasara and it's just, it's called the blue zone in Nasara. So it's just, the minute you get there, the smile goes on your face. You don't even put it there. Just call, you know, it's like, Cortesino, you know, <laughs> the pace starts to really slow down, and you fall in love again, and, you know, the, so I, I start the retreat, and the first day, they're sitting in the retreat, and they were thinking, now, he's an Indian man, and he knows nothing about Kundalini Yoga, even though um, Yogi Bhajan was a Punjab, and so is he, right, yeah. from the Punjab area in India. So he was curious, and so the second day comes in, and they say, well, we're going to go to the volcanoes for the last part of this vacation here because we really now want to just go journey. And what I knew is that they didn't want to do the yoga, right? So, and that was fine. I was like, I'll tell you how to get there. Nature Air will fly you there. I'll tell you where to stay. And they're like, you know, mad. And I'm like, you know, they were puzzled by my kindness about getting them to where they really needed to be. And then they said to themselves or in conversation, I think we'll give it another shot. Well, they stayed, and now they've booked two more years. Already paying for the whole thing for two more years. And and he wants me to come to... Santa Maria Island in June and teach and lead a retreat down there on you know in this island that he loves to go visit. He has totally fallen in love with the practice. And long story short, his ancestors wrote the sixteen volumes of the from the first Guru that brought this practice into play in the fourteenth century called Guru Nanak and he was just this humble slave like character that wanted nothing but to make people happy and they were all fighting yeah. against each other it's worse than ISIS you know worse than I, I mean worse than ISIL it was just terrible what they did to each well, other we, we haven't we haven't sent them weapons yet once we start sending them weapons it will be ISIL again you know uh, we, uh, well, the, hopefully not in India well, but you no, know it's, yeah. it's, um, it's so, we you have, know, yeah, we, do they fall in love with it down there? And this idyllic place is called Blue Spirit. And actually, it's really the teachings that really, uh, you know, because we do a very beautiful course down there. And it really does heal the body like no other retreat. Everybody needs seven days 